1: it's some long or what am charging He's back, he's back. Come on, guys.
0: Come on, man. <laughs> Big to start, what are you talking about?
1: Fab, how are you, bro? Oh, yeah. It's a- oh, blessings, fam. Do you yeah. know what? I all stole this from the youth, so that's how I know. <laughs> Fruit shoot.
0: Come on. Um, I might as well go straight in. Yeah, we're in. Um,
1: firstly honorable shout out to the youth stem. Oh you are
0: swagging today. It's their,
1: today. Stop it's their it birthday. Huh? So swagging casually as well. Serious, uh, it's yeah, yeah. on a quick light one than that. It's a proper <laughs> it's cold, man, you come in with a light swag like it's yeah. a little light one, boy. Is that what was laying around in the yard?
0: Well, you know, you know what I'm saying, quick feeling, you know my thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. um
0: firstly, honourable shout out to the youth stem. Birthday and that. Actually, first, yeah, bro, I'm so like I appreciate you coming out of the house today even because th- this conversation I w- you were the only person I wanted to sit and have this conversation with the yeah. only person in it and like when you told me it was a youth's birthday I'm like nah bro we didn't like you're like nah 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 we'll, don't worry we'll talk and then I'll go back to it and do that you know what yeah. I mean so bro I, I love you for that bro serious thank you bro but yeah honourable show. how old are they now?
1: they're four fuck
0: do you remember the episode when Poet came and they'd just been born? Remember that? Do you remember that? I do.
1: Well, I started coming to Half HalfCast around the time. That he, yeah. Just after they were born, you went out to LA. Mm. That's when I came and he wasn't here. Okay. So my first episode with Poet was when he came back. Right, 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 right,
0: right. Yeah, that's Cheers. crazy. Yeah,
1: that's it. So you only know... I only Paul. know Father Poe Father Poe yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. see Poe before fa- Father Poe's there You see Poe before Responsibility <coughs> I can only imagine
0: He you know, Was a madman. Do you know what Let me tell you this as well Yeah um, That we was in The other studio I think yeah Turned up to the studio Whatever Poe it didn't come I'm like Yo Poe Like what's going on Then you hit me At the last minute You're like You know what I do not even think I could come My girl's pregnant With twins <laughs> <laughs> I said what? I said what? Only poet can hit me with news like that. What? Has, like, I was so bamboozled, bro. Like, what? Nah. Like, and it actually happened.
1: It was mental. It actually happened.
0: But we're there you now. Yeah, we're here, Them man. Them four.
1: They got big mouth hunting.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll get into some of that in a bit. But um, yeah, do you know what? Today, uh, I wanted to kind of be open about some stuff. Um and I think obviously I've alluded to some of it before. I wasn't in the space to discuss it um like once it all happened. I just wasn't there. Um but I am now. I am now. Um and sometimes we sit down here, yeah? like you say to me, oh, Chuck's like, how are you? And I'm like, Oh, you know, you know, I'm alright man, you know what I'm saying? I'm okay. And I, was, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm open in like sometimes how I'm feeling and stuff like that. But the last twelve months, and longer than that, had have, have been like the most of the testing time of my whole life, bro. Like honestly, my whole life, um, what was going on privately was, it's so, it's so like, I think. Even at times I was finding it difficult to... You know, I was having conversations conversation with my brethren. We had a, I had a long conversation with you when I was driving to Liverpool. Uh-huh. We had a wicked conversation. And those things, those type of conversations that I have with you, have with Ben, some of my other friends and that, are big helps because... The good thing about these friendships are is that, like, I can just... I'm not coming to you for answers. I'm just coming because I just need... I just want to just get it off. Because it's a lot. Do you know what I mean? And so... With that being said, yeah, like, I have like said a lot of the time, oh, you know, I've talked about my stepdad or whatever. I even with, um, with Steve-O sort of went into the fact that like, yeah, there was a couple of things that were going on with my stepdad and he wasn't too well and whatnot. But um, he took his last breaths um a couple of weeks ago and like in our arms, bro, yeah. And um, I'm gonna get into like all of that in a bit, but like, before he died, and before he was even ill, yeah, this guy was so certified that any opportunity that I could, I would be out loud here on my content or whatever it may be, and I would, I would talk about him or I'd mention something about him because I think the older that I got, the more I started to realize how significant he was in my life, but also the dynamic that I had being rare. So what I mean by that is, is that like, for me now, I realise that one of my biggest flexes is that I realise like, all oh, right, like, I got a great relationship with my dad, my biological dad. I got a, an amazing relationship with my mum and I got a great relationship with my mum's my husband, my stepdad, and on top of that, they all have a good relationship amongst each other, yeah? And at first, like, you know, growing up and whatever in that dynamic, you don't really see you may not necessarily see or feel the importance of it until reflection, until you know you start having conversations with some of your friends or whoever it may be and you start thinking, rah, oh, shit. Like, my, my dynamic is, my, my dynamic is rare. But you know what? Like, this man came into my life here yeah, when I was like nine years old, around that time. And Poet, when I tell you, bro, this, human being, honestly, bro, from the bottom of my heart, bro, he smashed it to bits. Like, he smashed it, bro. He never, like, he never came into my life on a thing of, oh, I'm going to be your dad and I'm going to be this and I'm the man of the house and all of these type of things. It was, like, such a smooth... I mean, obviously, my mum would have her perspective of, like, how she integrated him into my life because it wasn't a thing of she's met him and I've met him straight away. Um, you're a parent, and I know that for some parents and stuff like that, it's like it's a tough decision to make, right? When you've got a child and you've met someone, and bring, you know, you understand what I'm saying. It's all but um, you know, like he came in and absolutely smashed it, and like I remember saying, I remember saying for quite a long time, Ra, like when I deep it, my mum's like the happiest person I know. She's like the happiest woman I know. Like, I used to always joke around with them and say, like, right, you two always find yourself in, like, these places where you're, like, the only black people in the village. Like, where are you, like, where would you? Where are you going? Oh, we're going for walks. Like, they, you know, they made proper use of this country. And, like, they, you know, they'd go on holidays, but they would always go to different places within the, this country and just go for walks and whatnot. And, like i i don't I can't speak for everyone when I say this, but I know that there could can become a time when you're in a relationship for a long period of time or you're married or whatnot, and you find yourself just existing together like you're just existing you, you you have a family um this is just kind of what you've known or whatever it is yeah their thing was not like that they didn't exist together they actually was really just doing things like um they were always just doing things they were always trying to you know um make time together to do x y and z but i think it was very important for both of them to have their own lives too peter had his lives with his friends you know what i mean you go out um peter's my mom's husband my stepdad he would go out like with his brethren on a friday or saturday or whatever he's a bushman yeah so like when you walk down shepherd's bush high road with him or whatnot enough man are hailing him up Yo, be well, you know what i mean and my mum had her own and so like you know, sometimes they would integrate them together. Sometimes, you know, Peter would be with his brothers and my mum would be there. Sometimes my mum would be with her friends and he'd be there. But other times they would have their own things, which like clearly work for them. And, um, and like, I wanna actually salute my dad as well, yeah? And one of the reasons why I wanna salute my dad is because in reflection with all of this, yeah? Like my dad never made it awkward. It was never, when I was at my dad's house, yeah? It was never awkward, it was never, I could never, it was never a situation where I go to my dad's house and I felt like I couldn't mention Peter. And it was never a situation where I was at my mum's house and I couldn't mention my dad. And this, this like, to emphasize how certified this man was, yeah. Imagine like, in the time that he's passing, so much people that are like, from from my dad's side, which is the Lovian side, the amount of them that came to the house, that sent messages or whatever it may be. Yeah? It was like it said so much because he, my mum is not family to them. They're not. They're not related family. I'm just. I'm just the son of. Yeah. You yeah, understand yeah. what I'm saying? But they treat her like family, and so because of that, he's come around and he's like, "Oh no, right? Wait, hold on a minute. He's certified. On top of that, he's helped man because he's an electrician." He'd helped a few of my cousins and whatnot to get in to start their career as electricians and stuff like that. My dad used to always pull up to the yard, come check Peter and have a little one drink with him. If I'm going to my dad's house sometimes, whatever, Peter would say, yo, take one of them Guinness, they're take it to your dad's. Yeah, go and take it to your dad's or whatever. When Peter died, I went into the Lothian group, yeah? And I sent a long message to them. I got like my aunties, my cousins and all of that. Yeah? And I said to them, you know what, yeah? Thank you, like, I proper appreciate the fact that like you treated him like family. Like you treated him like family. You didn't have to do that. And they, and loads of them were like, nah, he was certified. We had to. He was family. He was like family. But um But yeah, like we did we did so much things together and whatnot. And like obviously they had their own lives and like, you know, one of one of the things that inspired me to even do the podcast in the first place was um, which I said on the podcast a few times before. If you go to my my mum's house here yeah, on a Sunday, right? Well, this, these are the things that, this is the aesthetics. You walk into the house, Roots FM's playing. <laughs> yeah? Roots FM's playing or Vibe FM's playing, yeah? Come about 5.30, mum's cooked up some food, whatever it is now. And then them two will be sitting around the table. If I'm there, I'll be sitting around the table with them. And then let's say a Dennis Brown tune comes on. A Dennis Brown tune comes on they'll be talking about what that song meant to them, what they was wearing at that time, what was happening politically at that time, what was happening culturally at that time. This was the environment that I was raised in. So naturally now there's, you know, Red Bull culture clashes happened. I want to talk about it. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Boy Better Knows up there doing it. Something's happening with Skepta. I remember saying that here, something's happening. I don't know what's going on, but something's happening. Like the, the energy, the way that people was embracing my life, all of these things. I wanted to talk about that. I, I wanted to talk about where the, the origin of the sound system, how, like what was actually happening there? Because at Red Bull Culture Clash, everyone had their own sound system. That's how it was back in the day. How do I know that? I learned that through them. I learned that through my dad also, but I learned that through them. And so I wanted to sit and have a conversation and talk about these type of things. Who better to do that with? Poe, yo, like, I want to do, what should we talk about? But I don't even know what, let's just talk about whatever. Yeah, because I want to talk about, yeah, because I want to, but that was, all of that was part of the inspiration. It was part of like, being able to discuss our culture, um, discuss where we come from discuss what certain songs meant to us and all of the things that happen around it or whatever and obviously the the pod has like progressed into um, some things that are outside of that but that was that's the core that's the basis and the, that core and basis came a, a big part of that came through them um, I lived with him for a long time and you know like sometimes you can hear certain things about certain people yeah you can hear certain things about certain people but when you live with someone they can't, they, all they can be is themselves, bro. Mm-hmm. All they can be is themselves. There's only so much that they can pretend to be somebody else. The, the guy was so certified in his actions, not in what he said, but in what he did and how he did them. You know, sometimes he would say some stuff, but more time I'm watching his actions and how he's doing certain things. And like, to me, the actions are speaking way louder than the words we um there was a conversation one time we had we was talking about stepdads and stuff like that and i know that there's a lot of people that you know feel that they just they don't like the idea of that and and i'm like you know what that my, i have a i have my dad again is i have an amazing relationship with my dad you know when you already know when you ring me on wednesday evening and you ask me, what am I on? What do I say I'm going to do? See my
1: stepdad.
0: I'm going to my dad's. You
1: did say you actually did. Right, I'm going to
0: my dad's. Me yeah. and my dad, whatever. I've got a great relationship with my dad, yeah? Um, that, that relationship cannot be broken. No one could come in there and break that relationship up yeah. at all. But what it was is, with him, because he'd been in my life for such a long period of time and he put a ring on my mum's finger and he made my mum the happiest woman that I knew, yeah? If we were walking down the street one day and a man, and we're in bush, and a man turns around to him quickly, we're just walking down the street quick or whatever, and a man says, yo, oh, go on, boy. Yeah, I mean, I ain't seen you for a long time, boy. Was that your son? Yeah, that's my son. That's cool. That's fine. Do you know why? This ain't my mum's man. It's not just my mum's main squeeze. You, this man. is a man who's come into the, he's, this is my mum's husband. This is a man who's come into the dynamic, yeah, and, and contributed massively and also in 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 his actions have been have played a role in fatherhood to me because he's helped nurture me he hasn't come and said to me oh i'm going to be your dad it's certain things that he's done in the environment that i've lived in is and for the period of time that he'd been in my life was like fatherhood there was things that he did there was certain things that he taught me and there was certain actions that, he, that, um, that, that helped in regards to like relationships for example like watching the way that their relationship is and like watching the way that he speaks to my mum and watching the way that they argue with each other and watching the way that they reason with each other and watching the way that he reasons with me and watching the way that he, with way that he is with me and the advice that he gives me and all of these type of things it's like, a f- it's, 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 it's like fatherhood Elements of that is like fatherhood. So, could a man turn around and ask, um, "Is that your son?" And he turns around and says, "Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm definitely cool with that." Yeah, his action spoke, and vice versa. Um, 2019, um, I was away. I was I was touring with Jay Prince, and I was having an amazing year that year, bro. 2019 was so good for me in so many different dynamics. Yeah. yeah? Professionally, things was good. I started working with Vice and that as well, which was like a thing that I had inspired to do. Not so much working with Vice, but filming that type of content. Yeah. Shout out Alex Hoffman. Honorable shout out to Alex Hoffman. Um, Professionally, I mean, personally, things was going really well. Had a good, really good situation or whatever. I was very happy, bro. I was I was so happy. Yeah. And um, October. Ah, huh? the trim was always sharp. The trim was sharp. So I didn't have hair like this though. <laughs> so it was a different type of thing. You get me? But um, I was in Germany, and I got a phone call saying that um, not to worry or anything like that. But Peter, um, something was happening with Peter. So I'm like, okay, well, what? What's that? So my mum had told me that um, basically, he like one he's the first thing that happened here yeah, was. So when he was eating, every time he was eating, there was always a small little bit of food at the side of his mouth, just a tiny bit, yeah? And so my mum had said to him one time, why do you keep having food? Like, you've always got food at the side of your mouth, why is that? Then he had said, oh, it's mad that you say that, because people at work say the same thing. I don't know what that is. It's weird. As the days went on, he started slurring his speech a bit, yeah? And um, one day he woke up and he couldn't speak properly. Um, He went to work and stuff. He's called my mum or whatnot. My mum's like, yo, you need to come back. Because she's thinking he's having a stroke. My mum works in nursing and like that type of stuff. Yeah. Come home. You need to go to hospital because maybe you might be having a stroke. Peter, in true Peter fashion, wants to finish the work. He wants to get the job done. Yeah. So he's um, got the job done. That irritated my mum to bits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, he eventually got home and they... um, they went to the hospital and stuff like that. And they like, they was there for hours until, till the next day. And so they did a bunch of tests and whatnot and they realized, no, he's not having a stroke, but there's something that's on the brain. So when they did some testing on the brain, they realized that he had a tumor on the brain, yeah. Um, and so they need, they wanted to test the tumor. So my mama told me that, that's thrown me off to bits. That's thrown me off to bits. So we finished the tour. Honourable shout-out to Jay Prince. Honourable shout-out to Moz as well. I love them guys, man. They were very supportive um, at that time when that was going on. Bro, trust me when I tell you. See, when I landed back from that tour, yeah, I didn't even drop my bags home, bro. I jumped in a whip and drove straight to the hospital because he was in the hospital. So I've got to the hospital and now. He's sitting there. He's, You know, he's like... He's cool. He's like just normal, whatever. they would given him some t- tablets to reduce the... Inflammation around the brain, which was affecting the speech. So we just chatting, give a big hug and whatnot, yeah? And I, and he's like, Right, like it's weird because I feel fine. Like something is serious, but I feel fine. And I'm saying to him, You know what? You're going to be cool, man. You know what I mean? Everything's going to be all right. Like, um, we'll just, you know what I mean? You've got the support, everything will be cool. You know what I mean? Don't just try not to panic too much. And, you know, we're always here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, um, we're in this together, yeah. Um, and and um, so yeah, so then, like, in December, yeah, that was when they realized that like the tumor was a rare form of a tumor and that like it's not curable but they can tame it, yeah. And um, and then, um, I remember they were talking about like the lifespan usually of that is like a year. I remember when they came home. And they were my mum and Peter were both evidently very very flat, bro, very flat. I'm like, what's what's going on? And they've told me what what it is. In my in my my soul now, I'm devastated. But my the way that I in, in this moment, I'm saying to myself, you know what? Yeah, Peter and my mum are very upset. Yeah. I am not going to... I'm going to try to control this and I'm going to try to lift the mood up a little bit and I'm on a vibe of, listen, I hear all of that, yeah? This is what we're going to do. We're going to go through the processes and all of this type of stuff, yeah? But we're going to... We're going to try to create memories. That's what we're going to do. We're going to try to create memories. We're going to... Because I didn't want to be the third person in the house that was down and I just wanted to lift up the the spirit a little bit. When we... See, when I did the... the, the um. The my documentaries that I was doing with Vice, we did a screening. Yeah, um, Peter went for his surgery at that time when I had the screening. Yeah, and so he had the screening, and he—I mean, he had the um his surgery, and he lost his speech. So he like he was all of his words were jumbled up, so he couldn't form sentences properly. I've got to come to the screening where my mum and Peter would be there as well. And I'm doing that because it's, it's a weird one. It's like an oxymoron, bro. It's like, this is professionally the one of the like most important times or one of my best times of my life. But also, personally, this is a, a massive change in my life. Like a massive change. As a parent, it's like something like this happening to a parent, yeah? So, I went, anyway, I've gone to see him. Every day I went, could get to go and see him, i go and see him, whatever. And he was still in true Peter fashion, yeah? Still very upbeat. Couldn't formulate sentences and stuff like that too much, but he was still upbeat and still very, like, optimistic and whatnot. One day I've gone there to the hospital, and I think this is another time where, like, it started to affect me in a certain way, but I, like, I was, had a lot of things going on and whatnot. I think I was filming in Manchester and I've come back from Manchester and I've gone to see him at the hospital um, late yeah and we're just chatting oh I'm talking to him whatever I took a picture of him or what, whatnot and we're just like catching a vibe and thing and we're walking to the, ho- uh, to the elevator and he's saying to me he's basically trying to say to me like it's hard like it's a bit hard and then he starts crying yeah and um, and I remember like I, f- I thought rah there was one other time when I saw him cry, yeah? And it was at his wedding. And uh, I won't go into that, but there was a reason for why there was someone that wasn't at his wedding or whatever, and he was like really upset about it. So to see him like that, yeah? Made me realize like, raw, he's in like, not physical, but emotional pain, yeah? And so like, I'm hugging him and I'm saying to him, yo, like, don't, you know, it's gonna be all right or whatever and then um and then i left here and i thought like you know like all the emotions yeah got the better of me at that time so i ran my brethren chatting to my brethren on the phone or whatnot so he's come out of hospital and um he's like going through the uh um, radiotherapy and stuff like that but bro when i tell you yeah in amongst all of this time bro he's smashing it bro, like He's gone through such a change. He can't, he's a working man and he's smashing it and he's still showing bare love and bare people are showing him and he's got loads of people that check for him because as I said to you before, he helped a lot of people start their career in electrics and, you know, that was his trade and uh, he, he helped, you know, family members and, you know, bare my brethrens and that check for him because some of them are in trade and whatever it was, yeah. So, like, he's smashing it but he can't go back to work. And then, um, uh, and then, so like COVID happens, and it was like a real interesting thing because this is now, we're all going through COVID now, yeah? And um, it's a big change because there's a lockdown and we've got to stay in the yard and whatever. And they were on a thing of, listen, you got to have, he was supposed to have chemotherapy, but they were saying, if you have chemo and you catch this COVID thing, you're definitely going to die. So don't you, we're not going to give you the COVID, just isolate at home. Yeah, so I'm making sure that I'm like, stay. I'm at home now, helping out whatever. So um,
1: Wait, say that again, because I think you actually missaid what you said. You said they're not going to give him COVID. You meant they're, oh, they're not going to give him chemo. Chemo,
0: sorry. Yeah, they're not going to give him chemo. Yeah, because if he catches COVID, he'll definitely while be he's on chemo, yeah, yeah. While he's on chemo, so um, so anyway, now, couple times he's like, he's trying to make because he's a handyman and he's trying to keep himself busy in that. He's on the vibe of, yeah, yeah, like, I want to go... He wanted to go to, like, a shop to buy nails and things. And I'm trying to say to him, Pete, like, there's nothing open, you know? Then he's like, ah, cool. Then, like, the next day, he's still on a vibe of, like... He wants to buy... He just wants to do some shit, yeah? So I literally had to go outside one day. I've gone outside to, like, in the, the Broadway near where I live, yeah? And I filmed it just to show him, like, what it looks like outside, yeah? And this is, like, the the time when the a proper coat, there's like, there's a real lockdown. You could only really go to the shops or whatever. And you know, people were being really extreme. So people was like walking out, they had a mask on and it literally looked like a game. So when I showed it to him, he was like, "Raw, like that is like, he just thought it was so bad. So we catch some joke about that or whatnot. So um, now I'm on a vibe of look, like let's exercise together, let's do things because you know what, yeah, even though I knew and I, w- I was very realistic about what was going to happen. At the same time, I had to overstand in that. Rah, we got some time together. Like, this is a time, yeah, where, like, we could spend some time together, create some memories, and do these type of things, yeah? And um, and he was still physically able to do stuff. Um, when when restrictions had opened up and whatnot, I'd drive him to his mum's yard because he was so close with his mum. And every Monday, that's what he would usually do. He'd go and check his mum, Yeah. So I'd go and drive him to his mum's and then I'd go off and do my thing or I'd just sit in my car or I might even sit in the garden. And like, so I remember sometimes I'd sit in the garden and he will come out and be like, you know, do spend all the time that you want with your mum. I'm not doing nothing. It's a lockdown. The only thing that I'm doing is recording podcasts. I'm fine. I will sit, I will sit in the garden until it's dark outside. It's cool. Just go and spend some time with your mum. Do what you do. So... I was doing that with him, and then, and then, um, subtle changes started to happen, and, like, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is because, bro, like, our brains, yeah, are, like, they're, they're so interesting, so powerful, but so fragile, so fragile, bro. Subtle changes. We're sitting down to eat, whatnot, and then, like, he would sometimes have the knife and fork in the wrong hand, yeah? And then, or have, and then have the knife upside down. And he would know that something's off, but he couldn't necessarily work out what it is. Pete, don't, hey, yo, know, just, yeah, man, change it. You change it, and then it's all right, yeah? Um, and then there was like a little thing that he had on his right-hand side or whatever. But then this started to progress. Um, when it comes to the food and all of this type of stuff but you know what it was very important for me and for everyone that was around don't make this a thing and don't make it awkward because he's the one who's going through it and it's as much as it's a shock to us it must be even more baffling to him because he's the one who has to go through it so we have to just support him in that yeah so you know, any time that there was, you know, or, or it was messy or whatever it was, it's cool. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Whatever. Then there was like the the processing. We started to realize that there was like a problem with the processing of the brain. So when you would like, as you're walking naturally, without walk, without thinking about it, left, right, left, right, left, right. That's how we walk in it, yeah. For him, it would sometimes be left, left, left. But then he wouldn't go, He like, he wouldn't go because f- he hasn't moved his right yet. So that was a thing. And then it was trying to work out the processes of how, like, you trigger that. And then we I came up with this one, two thing. So I'd say to him, listen, this is one, this is two. Yeah, when we walk in, one, two, one, two. And then he would say it. And after he'd say it and he'd stop, then he's kind of got it. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's kind of in that thing. I'm recording podcasts all these times. I'm at home. I'm recording these podcasts and stuff, yeah. Um, I had another situation that really threw me off, which was another personal thing, but I won't go into that. But I used to sit down with Peter sometimes and say to him, you know what, you're a G, you know. You're a G, bro. Like, not just because of this, just because of like like just just who you are. He just look at me and just laugh and smile or whatever, and like he wasn't able to formulate words properly and cut a very long story short, all of this started to really progress like the, um, you know, he wasn't able to eat properly. You know what? We'll take away the knife and fork. You know what we're going to do? We're going to eat with our hands. That's what we're going to do. You eat with yours. I'm taking away my, my knife and fork. I'm eating the same as you. So you don't feel different. You understand what I'm saying? If there's, if there's a difficulty with the knife and fork thing, that's cool. That can go over there. I will eat my pasta with my hands as well. We're taking it back to the motherland, yeah. How about that, right? So, I was doing all of that, and then this, the the walking and stuff like got like really bad and stuff, and then um, and then like behavior sort of changes were happening. And um, but I remember just before all of this was happening, my mum and Peter they they got married in the Cotswolds, yeah, in August, and they would always go up there every year and so they went up there this time to renew their vows and my mum said to me um, renew their vows I think it's renew their vows yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's told me that they're going or whatever it's a two hour drive she was like if you, if you could come it would be nice I'm like Mom, I can't make it I said mum I can't make it so they've um, they've, worry, yeah. they've gone up there or whatnot. yeah and one of my favourite videos in my phone bro one of my favourite videos in my phone They've gone, they've gone there the day before. On the day that they've got married, jumped in the whip. Jumped in the whip. You understand what I'm saying? Threw a little, some clothes on whatnot. And I've driven up there without them realising, yeah? Imagine, as I'm getting to this place. With
1: the trim? I didn't even
0: have a trim that day. I didn't oh, have a trim that day. Oh, come on,
1: man. You should have killed them, but carry on. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, as I'm getting to the, like the church thing, I see them pulling out. So I've videoed it on my phone. I see them pulling out, but they they ain't seen me, yeah? So I'm driving illegally, I know, with my phone, and I'm like, yo, like, (laughs) they don't even realise that man's in the Cotsworts and that, about to bust, hit the church or whatnot. So anyway, as we've pulled up now, Pete has seen me, and I've got this on the thing, yeah? And he's looked at me, and he's like, oh, he's so happy, bro, like, Come out of the car What not hugged there Couldn't believe it That I've come up there I said listen I'm not missing that Because I, I knew, There was something In my heart That I knew that This time next year Might not be a thing So I'm gonna be here mm. Yeah So um, So yeah That was like a, a special moment And stuff like that And then a little while After then That's when like All the behaviour Um, things started to change and then there was all of these things that were happening in the house we needed to get like because him coming up and down the stairs became an issue so we got a stairlift honourable shout out to the um, palliative care team by the way yeah these people absolutely they were so good anything that we needed they fitted in immediately yeah immediately Um, we needed a stairlift got the stairlift in Um, we needed things for the bath or whatever because he wasn't able to stand in the bath and whatnot. I have to shout out to a guy called Muhammad, yeah, who was the care, one of the carers, the first carer that came in. And it was a part of me, if I'm being honest, yeah, when I heard him come and I heard him at the door, I thought, he's a young brother, yeah? Ah, you know what? I'm not even really trying to meet him. I let him do his thing and whatnot, and I'll just leave it or whatnot, yeah? <laughs> one day, I've had to open the door, right? Because my mum was doing something or whatnot. I've opened the door, Muhammad's at the door, he's like... <laughs> I watch your podcast. <laughs> yes, I love like I said, yeah, dude. man, big up Mohammed so, Like, obviously, it's early morning. Guy, I'm not really trying like to, yeah. Dude. I'm not really trying to do this right now. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not a morning man, yeah? But, no, not... cool. Bro, I appreciate you coming in and helping out. Do you understand what I'm saying? And he was, so, he was so good. He treated him like it was his dad, bro. Came in, they were, Peter wasn't that receptive at the, at, to begin with, but they came in, they were like really good help and stuff like that, Yeah and um he's key for the ending as well yeah for th- what i say the end cuz mohammed he was there from pretty much the start of that as well yeah so yeah all of these things started to change and um and um and then there was behavior things as well like i remember one time he was trying to get him to bed and stuff yeah and like he was he was angry but he wasn't angry though because it wasn't him and i knew it wasn't him so i didn't take none of it personal because i knew Okay, this is part of the process. This is part of the thing or whatever. I think a lot of people sometimes, when you're so used to seeing a loved one changing, like you can take it a bit personal because you think, what? Like, why are you trying to shout at me? Like I knew this is the episode. It's fine. And I know he loves me. He's showed me so much. Like, like these little changes that are happening, yeah? I can't even explain the amount of love that this man has showed me. Like it's, it's, I can't, I can't pull it into words how much love this man showed me. So it's so full up over here. Imagine like over here is like rammed to bits with love that I've been given, yeah. Over here, he's going through a little something and there's something that's a little bit off. You think that I'm going to take that when there's this and that's where I, and the core is this. Fine, don't worry, man. It's a little bit of a fight, but you know what I mean? We get him to bed, but now I think we need to get carers in the nighttime that are gonna help. We had the recliner chair, we got him comfortable. You know what I mean? Everything was, he was at home and he was very comfortable, yeah? But it was difficult at the time because bro, like my job involves me coming out and having conversations and like filming content and all of that, yeah? I did not wanna leave my house sometimes, bro. Sometimes I didn't wanna leave my bed. Sometimes I didn't wanna leave my house. And a lot of the time I didn't want to leave him. A lot of the time I didn't want to leave him. I didn't want to, you know, I, I wanted to, we would always, there was, we'd always make sure there was someone in the house, but I didn't want to leave. I wanted to be there. I wanted, even, even though I might just be sitting there just doing my own little thing and he's doing his thing or whatever, I just wanted to just sit next to him. Do you get what I'm saying? And all that time, bro, every, like I would all, I talked, when he got to the point where like he wasn't able to talk at all really or anything like that i still talking to him exactly the same pete i'm just going to record the podcast i'm back in a couple of hours yeah love you um uh pete i'm just going to do x y and z i'm going to be back in a couple of hours but these times he's getting to that point where he's not really that that coherent but you know what he as far as i know his hearing is still okay and sometimes like if I'm feeding him or whatever or like he might just go and reach my hand he'd take my hand and he'd kiss my hand yeah bro like them things like all of that bro like those are the things that gave me the powers to even be able to come out and say you know what I'm recording today and and Callum knows like you know sometimes I pick Callum up and I'm in the car and I'm quiet I'm quiet or I'm you know I'm if I'm going through something it's fine when I get here I'm present when I'm here I'm present when we're sitting and having conversations I'm present this, this, this acts as therapy in some way for me because I'm sitting and I'm chatting to my brethren or people that I'm interested in talking to or whatever and it's like I'm away from it for the moment and then now I can go back and give good, back, good energy to my foundation my home and with him and whatnot. yeah
1: can I ask you one question in go. regards to that is that the first time you've had to put yourself in a position where you're like... Because you're really good at... Like, I wouldn't know if you was going through any relationship problems. I wouldn't know anything. Mm. This is the first time I saw you was going through something. Is that the first time that's that something in your personal life has affected you just day to day that much?
0: Um, it's the first time that I've gone through something, yeah, that has, that has affected my... I don't want to say behavior, but evidently my mood and maybe my aura at that time. So prior to that, I could be going through some stuff and I'm addressing the things that I'm going through because I will talk to my brethren about them. And I, my, I'm lucky in the sense that my friendships don't have filters. Like I don't have to, if I, if I ring my brethren and I'm raging, hmm. my, my brethren allow me to rage but they will reason with me. Mm. If I ring them one day and I'm mad upset and I might even be tearful, I can do, I don't feel like, oh shit, fuck it. No, it I don't, not I don't feel like that. I'm able to, and so that is like, that's the big help. This was the first time where it's like, it's affecting, it's affecting me all the way until I sit here. It's affecting me all the way until I'm in doing the JD thing It's affecting me all the way until I'm recording whatever it is with whatever it is. Yeah, until I'm in that moment, I'm able to be present. Prior to that, I'm not. I'm not present. In, do you know what? This is how deep it was, bro. In the morning, asking
1: how long that was happening for. When did you notice that you go to work and now you almost have to kind of be quiet now, just so you've got enough energy to do the task? When did you notice that happening?
0: It started initially, see, like, early in the year, yeah? I had a, a situation, a private situation that I had with someone, yeah? Mm. And, like, once, I was quite selfish in that a little bit because there was something that we needed to address, but I was, because um, I was going through so much at the time, that was comfort, and I didn't want the comfort to go. So, I I was avoiding addressing it because I was thinking, rah, shit, like, I've identified I'm a bit fragile, yeah, and if I, if I keep, if I let this go, then, like, I don't have the comfort and, like, there was a part of me that felt like I needed that and so I didn't want to address any of it, really, and so once that left, yeah, um over literally a little while after that that's when it sort of started and i think it went re- it really it really really started to affect me i would say um uh late july early um august that's when it really really started to affect me up until now all the way up till now when we um Jeez. did uh the checkup with akel mm-hmm. then like uh, yeah like august that was August, yeah, yeah, like I was going through it, I was going through it, bro, and you know, imagine like again, when I'm doing a checkup or whatever, I'm booking an apartment, I'm doing all that stuff, I might even just stay there, do you get what i'm saying but like i'm I'm away filming, but in my head, I don't want to be away from home because just in case he something happens or he needs me or whatever. But also I need to be present and I need to... I also need to structure a conversation. I need to structure a conversation or whatever in a way that I would like the conversation to go. So my head is... I'm going for all different types of stuff, bro. Right? Like, and then all the way up to uh, now, they got to the point where it was like, the morning times, myth. Myth. I
1: remember you saying.
0: Po, myth.
1: So then maybe... Sorry to keep Myth This this is mad This story This is crazy bro I don't know how you've done this Preparation wise For work then You couldn't afford To come here Without prepping Because sometimes You can just freestyle Facts You couldn't afford To prep So from Let me get my head round this This is mad to me From July Mm -hmm. Until now Mm -hmm. You've had to Overwork In a time That you have less energy To do it Yeah in my head Fuck off Yeah I've had to do that
0: Morning time myth. As the day goes on, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, what I mean, I'm, I've, I'm defrosted now. I've defrosted and I'm sort of. Also, it, you're right. not a morning
1: person anyway, no, so I'm shit in the morning. But no, so it, was so yeah, it was bad. He was telling me about 4 p.m. he's no, no, ready. No, no. Yeah, yeah. 4 p.m. <laughs> <half time. laughs> on a
0: Saturday, it's half time. United are losing. He's already vex. On a Saturday, it's time. But um, when it gets to 10 p.m. now. And let's just say like, let's, let's lead this up from like the last, let's say like the last four months, right? Because these are the times now where like, the well last three months, that was when we had evening carers and then they would come put him to bed by about eight, half eight. We had a hospital bed downstairs and stuff, yeah? Um, like now I'm like, okay, cool. 10 p.m. I'm actually all right. I'm actually all right. Like I watch some things, whatever, chat to my brother, whoever. But then I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what the morning's like. I know how I feel in the morning. I'm good now, but I know how I feel in the morning. So now I don't want to go sleep. Oh. Brother, I don't want to go sleep because you I'm spend thinking the
1: whole day trying to get out of that mood, mood. and finally when you get in it, you haven't even got enough time to spend we did it, it. Because guess what? You're going back to sleep.
0: You understand oh. what I'm saying? To go through that again.
1: Knowing that you've got work the next day and you have to do extra prep in this mood. Oh. All of that. <laughs> All now of that, I'm getting bro. it.
0: This yeah. is
1: mad. Sorry, carry
0: on. All of that. So like the um December, and I was speaking to my mum on the phone, yeah, and I said to her, um, you know what, like, we were just talking about everything, we were talking about 2021 and whatnot, and I said to her, look, like, obviously we know that Peter's not going to be here this time next year, and I said, um, but you know what, like, 2021 can be a bit of a tough year, but this is the way that we could try to look at it, yeah. If Peter had gone into the hospital got diagnosed and then died the next week, yeah? That would have been so tragic because that shit happens, like, that is, like, people go to hospital, uh, get checked for something and then literally they just die, yeah? From a selfish point of view, from a selfish point of view, that didn't happen with Peter, so we was able to, even though he was unwell and he was evidently unwell, we was able to do a couple of things, make him feel comfortable, create memories was able to do stuff I got so much like videos of him fu- not fine but in his good moments mm-hmm. yeah who um, was able to create who was able to create stuff bro Who was able to create stuff and I said you know that's a beautiful thing and I said now all it is is about trying to make him feel as comfortable as possible but also what we have to understand as well is that my great grandmother at the time she was 102 she's recently just turned 103 yeah I said um, she could um, pass away to Uh, let's throw this in the mix as well yeah while this is going on we're taking care of my great grandmother and my granddad yeah so the shopping needs to be done and there's like a lot of juggling going on christmas day christmas day my mum's left to go to see my great grandmother i'm at home with peter then my mum leaves my great grandmothers to go to her dad's my granddad's then when she gets home i go to see my great grandmother then i go to see granddad Then then i come home then we spend like just that last the, the evening together. Peter's not able to talk at this point. So I'm saying to her, my great-grandmother's like, you know, like she could die at some point quite soon. I said, my granddad, uh, my granddad's cannot get in there as well. And so obviously Peter's there and I said that we can't control our emotions when they happen. When it happens, but in some way we can be prepared for something that could be a strong reality and also the fact that it could happen in within a quick space of time, yeah? Which she understood and we had a really good conversation about that. June January hit, yeah. Peter's mum had died. She went to the hospital, something was going on, whatever. She's come out of hospital, and then she's gone back in and then we've got a phone call saying that, yo, um, like if you want to see her it would be good to see her now but peter wasn't coherent imagine he's super close with his mum and he's at a stage where he's like the only thing that peter was doing still at this time is if you were playing reggae music he was singing it so if you play like a berries hammond or something okay, like that have, um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, still, yeah 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 he was sitting in the chair when he was singing yeah um but he wasn't his understanding of things wasn't that good um, and he just wasn't really that coherent. So we've got her, his mum on the FaceTime, and he's looking at his... This was like one in the morning, and he's looking, but he's not really understanding like what's happening, yeah? So anyway, morning comes, and she hadn't actually passed away, um, but then she'd passed away the, that next day, but in the evening, and then, so we sat down with him and explained to him like, your, you know, your your mum's died and whatever, but he didn't really... He just didn't really, he just didn't really, it was either he didn't understand it or the processing, he got it, he could hear us, but the processing didn't, couldn't, he wasn't able to express the emotion. Does that make sense? So, you know, when you're, you're given something and you, you take it in and you understand it, but you're, you're not able to externally show your emotions. Mm -hmm. That's what it could have been. Yeah. So, so then there was, there was all of that. Um, February my granddad died Um, and my which is my mum's dad and I remember like just before this happened my uncle had said that my granddad wasn't that responsive or whatever it was yeah like um, the doctor went down there and said yep he's at his last stages so whoever needs to see him uh, there's no point taking him to the hospital whoever needs to see him can go and see him so so he's comfortable at home so the day before he died I went to the house and I could see him in the chair and he was like, quite peaceful, but you could see that he was he was going, yeah? So I told him, I said, you know, Granddad, he was a funny one still, but I loved you and you, you know, uh, I'm sure if you go back in the archives, I, t- I tell a story about when I started to change my perception of success, because I looked at my granddad, I was always going to my granddad's house and I was always dropping the shopping off. And one day, Poet, I've pulled up outside the yard, yeah? I Pulled up outside the yard to drop the shopping off. It's sort of a Friday night. And I'm looking at this yard and I'm saying, this is actually a nice yard, you know? Like, I never even thought about this, but him and my nan lived in a nice yard. Yeah? Take
1: it for granted, because yeah. I've been there, I've yeah, been there, I've been there.
0: I'm pulled up outside the yard. I'm like, rah, this is a nice yard, you know? They live in a nice... But then I'm saying to myself, Ra, like, I don't know much about my granddad and how we, and how this happened. So I dropped the shopping off one day, poet. Yeah, and like my granddad's not a man of words. He don't speak like he's just not a man. Also old man. Yeah. yeah, they're not on that. Not but uh, I've dropped the um shop. And what I'd always do is run upstairs. Yo, granddad, I've got the shopping. I'm gonna put it in the fridge. All right, go um drop put the shopping in the fridge. Run back up the stairs. Your granddad, um, you all right? He'll look at me for a little while. He might smile and he'll say, all right. Then I say, all right, cool. I'll be back in a couple of days or whatnot. Gone. This day, I said to myself, you know what? I sat outside and I said, I'm going to interview him without him realising that I'm interviewing him. You so never
1: want to stop working, do you? I know. I said, to him, I
0: said, I said <laughs> granddad, he didn't say nothing. I said, how did you get here? And he paused there and he looked at me he looked at me, which f- it felt like forever. And then he broke out in telling me this story about, um, he was in Jamaica. He was telling me about his life in Jamaica. Then he told me there was two boats, was Kingston, yeah? There's two boats. One going to New York, one going to London. They both need carpenters. My granddad's a carpenter. He said, you know what? I chose the London one. You
1: could have been in New York.
0: I could have been in New York. With Jay-Z? That. With them, man.
1: What? And you chose to do the podcast with me, you fool. This is what what I'm I'm saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I could have been with Memphis Bleak and them, man. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't my choice. (laughs) So anyway, he chose that one or whatever. Three weeks it took for him to get there. Saved up some money and said, you know what? My wife ain't taking the boat. She's getting the plane. So he saved up some peas, whatever, and then was able to kind of get her to, um, to get on the plane, yeah? My granddad's going through hella racism, bro. punching him up, hitting him around the head with things, spitting at him, all of that, bro. Like all of the mad things that you could think of, he went through to the point of breakdown. And so that was all a conversation, which made me realise, rah, you know what? You're successful. You were successful. You left Jamaica to come here, yeah, to, to build something. You flew your wife over and you was able to get a house in a time where everything was all against you and they didn't want you here.
1: They still don't, but Yeah, yeah exactly. You understand what I'm saying? They say success is uh, the success doesn't exist in the ideal. Uh success uh exists in the objective.
0: Right. That's a good one still. So um so that happened, obviously you know, and my mum was going through that type of stuff or whatnot. And then um and then the stuff of Peter started to really, really progress. So you know, he wasn't, you wouldn't hear his voice at all. His eyes was closed a lot of the time. Um, and yeah, there was not, there was literally not much coming from him, but still, you know what? He was still eating and he was still drinking and I was still talking to him and you know.
1: What month are we in by this point?
0: This is February now coming into, um, into March. Yeah.
1: So around, okay. So February coming into March off the back of so everything you've dealt all with. The,
0: all of this. Yeah. all of the, You're all there of, now. Yeah, yeah, we're here now. And we're not. close. We're close to the end. Yeah. Um. So, so this is going on. Like, he's not talking. He's not really saying too much. But he's still eating, whatnot, and um, and uh, um, and then like you know there was like certain other things that sort of stopped and whatnot. And bro, like trust me when I tell you, this was another thing. Yeah, the amount of times where we were waking up at five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, because there was some type of, something was going on. So enough times, five o'clock in the morning, we've got to get him up. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. We've got a thing, whatever. This was happening. And that was, I can't lie, that was hard. But I never wanted, I never wanted any type of atmosphere to feel like it's any type of a burden. Even though he might not be coherent, I don't, there's there's not going to be no, (sighs) Like, there's none of that. None of that. I'm doing it with. what I'm doing with with him. I'm showing him, yeah. Like, this this is an honor doing this. This is an honor looking after you. You've looked after me all of this time. This is an honor. So we're doing this five o'clock in the morning, four thirty in the morning, hell of times, waking up, still got to record, still got to do all of this stuff. It was it was hard, but um, but then yeah, like. I was speaking to him, like just talking to him and stuff and just like still reminding him about a lot of things. But then what what ended up happening was um, it was looking like he wasn't able to see now. And when my mum mentioned that, when she sort of mentioned, can he see? I was looking, I was like, I don't know if he can. And that's when I realised, you know what, I think, I didn't say it, but in my in my heart, I was like, you know what, I think, next, I think next week it might happen. But I didn't say nothing. The Harry and Meghan thing was on um, TV. And I remember we sat down, I sat next to the hospital. Remember? I said, there's a hospital bed downstairs now, yeah? So I'm sitting next to the hospital bed. The hospital bed's behind me. My mum's there, we're watching the Harry and Meghan thing, but Peter's like sort of just sleeping. Um, and then we talked about it. I went to sleep and um, I was getting ready for a meeting. And my mum would go out for a walk every morning Um while all of this was going on just to sort of clear her head. She calls me, yeah. And I knew straight away when she called me, yeah, something was happening. Because usually she'll come, knock, and tell me what's going on. I've ran downstairs, yeah. She goes to me, um, I think he's taking his last breaths. So she's sitting next to him on the bed and he's like taking deep breaths. Like he's taking deep breaths, yeah, but not struggling. He's not struggling. He's just taking deep breaths and he's got his eyes open, yeah? Bro, I put my arm around him. I had my arm around him and I had my, my arm like, like holding his head sort of thing and I was hugging him and my mum was hugging him, yeah? And my mum was speaking to him, yeah? And we were just telling him like how much we loved him and stuff like that, yeah? And then, bro, literally, like, it just stopped. And then, like, we're still talking to him, yeah? And, um... And then um, And then um, Yeah like it stopped And, that. and then I kind of got up Yeah And then we were just staring And was like is that, is that it? And then I put my hand on his heart Yeah And there was nothing there Yeah And then like Obviously we just had a moment And that yeah But you know what Like Honestly poet yeah You know, when I pushed the sadness to the side, yeah? When I pushed the sadness to the side and in how that felt, yeah? You know, like, that was actually one of the most special things that have ever happened. Like, it was that moment, yeah? That moment was so, like, it was so special, bro. Like, 9.30 in the morning, this could have happened at any other time and my mum might not have been there or I might have been upstairs or I might have been out or whatever this happened as the day was about to start here yeah? and we'd been there as a family for years together for years. Yeah. And we was together as a family while he was going through this. It was together as a family while we was going through this. Yeah. And he, it's like, it felt as though it was almost like he, it's almost like he waited for us, bro. And to have that, to hold him and to have that at that, Time when you push the sadness to the side, bro. It was, it felt so special, man. It felt like it's hard to explain. I've been trying to figure out a way to articulate it, but there's something in when someone takes their last breath like that. There's something, it's so deep. It's like, I'm not a parent, but. You know, you bring a life into the world and a baby comes out and it cries for the first time and stuff. And it's like, rah, this is a whole life. And in, in that moment you realize that, rah, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than me. You get that moment again, even in that you're like, rah, like I'm holding him and he's taking these breaths and that. And then like, and then it stops. And then it's like, rah, it's like the soul leaves. And it's like, ah, oh, bruv. And then imagine, so one of, one of the reasons why I said it was key to mention Muhammad, yeah, is because the, the carers are due to come. So the carers came like 20 minutes after that's happened and it's Muhammad, yeah. So we've told Muhammad what's happened or whatnot and that was special because he got, he was there and he was there when Peter was able to, you know, is that what I'm saying? So he came and he got to say goodbye, yeah. And I told him, I said, bro, like, I'm so thankful for you and your guys that came and, helped and treated him the way that you did and whatever and they were like you know we had a really good conversation and then they left and then the doctor came or the nurse came the nurse was supposed to come anyway and so like the nurse came like 10 minutes afterwards and then so the nurse came and that was the nurse that had been there from the beginning too so it was mad it was like all of these the people that had actually come at that moment they were supposed to come anyway but they they were all the people that had been there from almost the beginning of the stages of what was happening so then they got to say goodbye and um after that me and my mum we just sat there we sat there the curtains were closed and we talked for like two hours bro just reminiscing and obviously crying and reminiscing some more and you know talking about a lot of things and just like you know i could not keep saying like this man so Smashed it bro, he smashed it bro, he smashed it. He came in and he smashed it, he smashed it. Like it it couldn't, he couldn't, he literally could And I know that some people say like, you know when someone dies or whatever, people always have nice things to say or whatnot, yeah. Trust me when I tell you, yeah, you have to exaggerate this in your mind for you to fully understand. No one can't tell me a bad thing about this man because I lived with him and I knew him. And the people that like, around him, they they like, like, they had such a connection with him, yeah? And the love that he brought them was like, bruv, it was, bro. And to the fact that, like, my dad, my dad, and all my other facts, do you know how many of them came to the house? None of them have come to the house. They loved him. They loved this guy. How can you have a man who is the partner of my mum and my family on the other side the lovians who are not related to my mum feel this deep
1: it is testament to the people that you all are though there is something really special about you chucky like on on a, on a, a grown thing like when you put into perspective what you've had to deal with and i'm hearing that story there's no dress rehearsal for that right now we're like no you I mean, people can tell you whatever they want, but, like, you had to go through that. It seems like a little bit alone, to a certain extent, because you're a younger man. And then you can't even go through it, like, with you as your first thought. Like, you're going through this, and your first thought is never you. And the only time you have to yourself is to build up, to actually attack your day. Which you start at halftime on a Saturday, <laughs> but um, I think that level of pressure, and for you to con- you know continuously do half cast podcasts, but let's not stop there. Let's talk about the stuff that you've done with Vice. Let's not stop there. There's the plus four four stuff. Let's not stop there. You're doing the checkup. Like the amount of work you're having to do. Where again, my bro, you are not your first thought. You're interviewing someone. It's always about somebody else. For you to be the rounded individual you are Peter being a great man makes sense Your mum being a great woman makes so much sense Your family on the side of your dads Being the people they are Because that moment where you shared him You know, him Leaving physical form I'd be mad real with you bro Like, I I have a very very uh, different perception of death I understand Along with tax It's the only thing That's going to happen I'd be mad real If there's any way I want to die If there's any way I want to go That sounds like A pretty good way Because that is To me me. A complete reflection Of your life The people that you Invested so much time And love into And again It even lets you know But Pete is a special man It lets you know that All them people That neglect their kids Here's an example why you shouldn't neglect kids Because someone was willing to sacrifice So much of their own time For a man that isn't even Their dad Mm. So when people are investing time Into children and they think they're not getting a return This story here For me anyway Is a prime example of You invest into your children Not only do they become a well rounded individual Like Chucky with a fantastic career Just a great person But guess what when you're at the point where you need help, that's the first man that's there for you without you even having to call him. Chucks, mate, I can I'll tell you what, mate, shake your hand, Giza. You're a fucking great man. You're a fucking great man. Great man, bro. Fucking hell, Giza. Um
0: Yeah, so like. Um I think like because of that, yeah. So obviously that's happening that. And, um, yeah, well, obviously, we spent some time and whatnot. And then um, the people came to get taken. And then we had some family and that that came over. A couple of my brothers come over and that. And I remember I had a recording that day. And I said, I ran Callum, here." Yeah, and I said, I know we've got to record today. I don't know. I said, we still might record, but we might not. We'll see. Um, and... um. As the day went on, I think because that moment was so special, yeah? Because it was such a special moment, it's like, it had it of been tragic, if it was a thing that was tragic, I would, that coming out and doing that, it just would never have happened. It couldn't have. Because it was such a special moment and like, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, we're showing these emotions and all of that, yeah? I'm sitting I'm chatting to my family and I'm chatting to my brethren, and we're discussing it and we're having like some deep conversations about it and death and all of these things or whatnot. yeah if do you know what it's like in some mad way it energised me when it mm. got to like 6pm I thought you know what um, my cousin my cousin Elliot yeah oh, I love like I love Elliot man that's like he's my cousin but he's my brother like he's my brother we been around each other since we was since birth and it's like you know what I'm gonna come with you I'm coming to the pod with you man let's go So we came I never said nothing um, and this was the Harry and Meghan episode Peter died that day that day when we came in and we had that um, conversation about Harry and Meghan stuff like that he died, died that morning and we recorded what we recorded at like 9 9.30pm 10pm mm, yeah, so like, but at that point, I was able because in my mind, I was like, you know what? This is a this is a time now where I can sort of get away from it for a little while. Um, we was in we was in the thick of the emotions that day. My cousins come with me as support. He fucks with you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he proper that. fucks with you. <laughs> like, sometimes like he will re- he will re- me and he'll say like like he will say things like yeah, like but what he's saying is true though, cause like when you deep it, <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and even when we was on the way home, like we was like reflecting on the episode and that. And he was like, yeah, bro. Cause look, even what he's saying is true though, because when you like, and so we we do that and like, so he probably fucks with you I still. Hero, but so that was like, I needed that little support at the same time too, of him coming and just being there and whatnot. And like me being able to just try, and, try to be present in that moment and and um, and um and deliver the conversation that we did. But you know what, like, I'll just wrap this part of the conversation up by saying that, like, I gave him his flowers when he was alive and I had to give him his flowers even now because he was an absolute certified, certified G. Like, so he was, you know, he played his position so well. And I was watching something the other day um, on I Am Athlete and it was Dwayne Wade, who's a basketball player. He was the guest here. And he was talking about his relationship with... um, I can't remember her name. She's a famous actress. I don't know if you're allowed to say actress anymore, but whatever it is, yeah. So.
1: (laughs) Are you not allowed? What?
0: Yeah, I think you just have to say actor.
1: No, no, no. I'm sticking with actress. All right, yeah, well, this is a conversation. That's a whole whole nother conversation. Carry on. (laughs) So anyway. anyway, (laughs) but
0: um, But I think she's got a child from before, he's got a child from before, whatever. And they were talking about the dynamics of growing their family or whatever and not trying to replace anyone. But he mentioned something that I thought was really suited to me anyway. Maybe not to anyone else. But he talked about um, the bonus dad. And I was like, that's exactly how it felt. I got a great relationship with my dad. It's solid and certified and will be forever. Yeah, it will be forever. Me and my dad get on very well. Chelsea, he's a Chelsea supporter. Uh, yeah. I don't
1: know how you and get along. proud. What? Yeah, yeah I'm proud of I'm it. I'm going to call him Marcel <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> And so, and and their relationship, my dad and Peter's relationship was very good. Like, my, you know, as I said, Peter, my dad would roll up to the yard, vice versa. And he did while Peter wasn't well either. But Peter had been in my, my life since I was like nine years old. And, and just by default, over a period of time, he played a father figure role in the house by his actions and by things that he did. Not by saying, this is what I'm I'm going to do and this is who I am over you. It was never that. It was just the relationship that he had with my mum and then the relationship that he had built with me was like, was as such, and that's how it felt for me. So when I heard that term, I was like, he, if, if that was ever a term and that could ever be a thing, he was the sickest at it. And honorable shout out to anyone that, you know, meets somebody who has kids mm. um, and, you know, finds themselves in that, in that home, in that dynamic where that person is growing their children and they go and they, and they play their position without trying to be anyone without tra- they do this from you know the what's the right. call up the what's right what's right and he's Is he a man of God? Um not really. He what? Uh, not was really. Your mom, uh, woman my or... mum's like a spiritual person. Like my mum's very much and like you know, my mum has like a lot of deep um, my mum has like a lot of deep perceptions on death and stuff. Like having those type of conversations with her are things that like she loves them because she loves talking about spirituality and these type of things. I'll
1: be real with you. I made a lot of prayers for you. And I think a lot of people watching this podcast have done a lot of prayers for you. And situations like this make me even believe in God even more than I do now. For the simple fact that there's not one man on planet Earth that can explain to me why you had the moment you'd had with Peter and your mum. There's not one man that can justify it. You can try, you can go to the hospital and say all of this stuff just so we can have a way to conclude it. But i like the fact that i can say no we can't discuss this but you know who one man that can mm. god because i just feel like you do what's right within life yeah here's a visual example that it's never easy mm. but you know what that's a very blessed way for you know your soul to leave planet earth 100%. in order for you to engage yourself with the angels and, and peter clearly was an angel and i'm just coming from the world man's coming from there's a lot of ways to go yeah where it ain't that beautiful bro where it's you know yeah, it's us. not that peaceful and just to know that he had a sense of peace yeah. like I feel like yeah rest in peace is definitely the thing I can say here because that's what he deserves purely because of the work he put in in being a good person in the household that you are yeah. you were in and then you're a product of that with your mum and your dad and then you're going to carry on the good work that he and your mum have started to a certain extent and yeah. then like you're going to tell all the stories to your children yeah. so that children is going to be doing Peter's work and your mum's work and not know. And I just think that's God because someone had to start telling you what the work was right for real so I just think blessings to you and your family yeah, man. man what an amazing and group of people
0: and obviously my mum as well like she's went through a lot and has gone through, gone through a lot and is going through a lot mm. and, and needs a lot of support and um, you know she's got that obviously through me as I said I've got a good relationship with her um and I think for her, it's like it's it's difficult her fathoming how the future looks um she doesn't she can't I think that's a very hard thing for her to 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 try to deep. We bury him tomorrow. this comes out um by the time this happens, but yeah, we bury him tomorrow, and um and yeah, and then so, like you know he stays with us, he stays with us, and all the memories and shit that we created with him or whatever. But um, you know what, Like sometimes when someone passes away, someone like that, and someone who plays such an important role in your life, I think it, I, could, I could easily see why some people would say it feels like there's a hole, there's a void, there's something that's missing, yeah? But you know what, see for me, yeah? It's like he d- this, all this time he was digging this hole, yeah? And he was just filling it with bare love. Just digging it and just filling it with bare love. And now that he's gone, that hole doesn't exist. It's just filled with love. I still feel it, bro. I still feel it. And, and that, to me, is like some superpower. That feels like a superpower, bro, honestly. And that's why I feel like now nah, I'm probably able to talk about it a lot better and whatnot, but what a, what a G, bro. What an absolute, what a G, bro. What a man, bro, I swear to you. What a man.
1: Bro, you're a strong guy, Chucky, man. Credit to you. God bless you. You're a strong, strong man,
0: bro. Yeah. 2020 was nuts. I was looking at... I remember sometimes I was lying down and saying to myself, fuck, 2019 was so sick. Like, how did we get here? Nah, hold on, wait. One sec, can't dwell on that. I can't dwell on that. i got t- we got time still. We can do some stuff. You know, don't... Try not to drown in that too much. Um... Address it, talk about it. Of course, chat to your man, them, chat to your friends about it and stuff like that. But you know what? Like, in these moments, yeah, we got a little piece of time on this world, on this earth, yeah. We got a little piece of time on it as much as we can. See, like with your kids and stuff like that. And I know that you know this anyway, but having a conversation like this could, could make people think shit, man, fuck. You know, this was a conversation I was having with someone that's thinking I've got kids and like, you know, they're going to have to go through this and w- maybe with me and whatever. And I said, no, nah, don't look at it like like that. I said, you know, what you, do you know what you do? Help create the wickedest memories. Help create the wickedest memories. Because you know what happened? You see, when he died, when Peter died, do you know what we was doing? After the crime, me and my mum sat and
1: laughed.
0: We sat and laughed about all of the things that happened like with... You know, some of the funny things that he did and some of the funny things that had happened. And, you know, you remember when this happened? and remember when he used to do this. and remember when he used to do that. and remember when we did that. And then we talk about all of these things or whatever, yeah? Those are the most important things. And my mum said to me, she was proper scared that she was only going to remember him in his sickness, yeah? And, and she was so happy that, like, afterwards, she was quickly a- able to remember his voice and all of these things. Because it's so you'd be so surprised at how things become your normal. When like, this is all this is now, whatever, cool. Someone gets sick, it's sad. Yeah, They might lose their voice. For the moment it's sad. And then after a while that becomes almost normal. You almost become used to that person not being able to speak anymore. You almost become used to, you become used to the hospital bed being downstairs. Mm. You become used to the um, stair lift. You become used to all of these different things. Like you become used to all of them. So sometimes now, once it, once it stops, you think, oh shit, you may, this was so strong, this is what you're going to remember. Nah. When you live a life, yeah, of, of purity, yeah, and, you know, you're at creating memories, whether you're conscious of it or it's a subconscious thing, those things come to the forefront of your brain once you go past it. Believe me when I tell you.
1: This is what I will say, though, because... It's difficult for someone to have that perception without one thing. The thing that gives you the perception is the journey. Mm. The journey you've taken is very unique, which just allows you to have the moments that you've had at the end of it and for you to reflect. Yeah, I think you have that because you value time. Yeah. So I agree. Whether we have a lot of time or a, lot, a little bit of time, I don't know. But the way you invest your time in family, it makes me reconsider how I have to invest my time in family and then that's how I will have that moment at the end but some people just think being around family or making time for family gives you that opportunity at the end true it's not it's, it's just what you do with it mm. and going to Big Ben taking the picture is not enough right Chucky you've proven you're able to sit down in a garden with bare minimal resources and learn how to have a good time with that individual mm. that means everything else is an added bonus mm. And when I listened to that story, all I heard was a man. What that was like? It doesn't matter where I go with PR, or with my dad, or my mum, or my cousins. We have a good time. We feel strong together, and that's what I would advise people. If you've listened to this story, take it in. Mm. Understand it's, it's family, bro. Like you have to invest good love and
0: yeah into family, man. And you know what? Also with that as well, man. Like I appreciate both of you because you've I've had conversations with both of you about all of this while we was. While I was going through it and whatever, and like even just the conversations of us just w- being outside of this has been a big help for me massively. So, yeah, man.
1: Bro, you're a fucking rude boy, bro. On, you're a strong one, from the proper strong
0: cause.
1: Love, my bro. Yeah, all right. Mine, bro.
0: now. Boom. That's me. What are we doing here now? Are we flipping over? You wanna flip over?
1: Yeah, that means I'll, I'll count him another £150, pound, but let's do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so where are we? What are we? Like, what are we doing? What? So we're here, so it's like the one post Yeah, It's like the one post show. Yeah. Like one post show. Mm-hmm. We're in my setting. We're in our setting still, actually. Yeah. We're in our setting. Um, And it. I know for a lot of people, I feel like we're recording a podcast, but we're not really, though. Yeah, I mean, we are, really- but we're not.
1: Yes, it's whatever you want. Yeah. I don't even want to overcomplicate it. <laughs> the title's just there because we need titles, but it's whatever you want. It is the One Pole Show, and I'm having the pleasure of talking to um to Chucky, and I'm glad because I want Callum to keep the mic as well because he's very important for One Pole Show to me. Very, right. very, very, very important. So
0: um yeah. Yeah he's here, he's at, he's behind the camera a lot of the time doing his bits and pieces.
1: Cause he's always working, fam. Like I even know. when you were telling the sad story, I'm there in tune. My man's fixing <laughs> the mic, I'm like dog. <laughs> how are you though? How are you, bro? Like how are you? Uh finally good. Finally yeah? good, man. Yeah. why do you say good? finally? Because um, um my immaturity made me believe that anytime that was bad, um, I didn't understand why it was bad, but I just felt the next day if you just forget about it and think positive, it will go away. Mm-hmm. So understanding life a little bit more has made me realize I can say to you now, I'm finally good. It was mm-hmm. it's been exhausting, but yeah. So yeah.
0: Do you, when you talk about the like the, the immaturity stage, like what 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 do you mean by that though? Like what what do you mean? Are you talking about just inexperience of of life and how you deal with people or? Something deeper than that.
1: Very naive. Yeah. I'm very naive to sometimes the people that I will let the closest to me. And I looked at the ideal as the reasons that they should be there. And it's about what's right. Right. And working in this, working in the job that I work, we work with a lot of ideals. It's the ideal to get a lot of numbers. It's the ideal to get this. And people put that ideal on you and it looks like a necessity. Right. And I just don't think that's an ideal for a human being. So when I'm having to work in a field that is completely against my morals, it was just messing my Mm -hmm. life. I'm constantly having an argument every day because I'm doing something as a freelancer that I don't want to do. So then now I'm naive into people saying, don't worry, that's not gonna happen. I'm like, all right, cool, I'll trust you. And then you're consistently trusting a bag of people yeah. with the ignorance of life in a very complex job. It's mad, bro, like he's so, so mad. Do you know so, what? We yeah, can talk naive. about
0: that a little bit actually, but do you know what I wanna do, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we, I feel like I got a way that we can lead into it, yeah? How, like, how different has your journey been coming up to this point, Uh, to what you expected it would be when you started.
1: Okay. Wow. Thank you. Chucky, I'm a fan, bro. And that's what I think even people watching today don't realise because maybe they've looked at me completely different. So when all of this starts, I'm a fan of grime. Yeah. I can't say I'm in grime because grime starts in East London. Grime starts in Bow With them man mm-hmm. That's how I've Grown up Thinking about it grime, And I think of Grime I think of big Nasty in South London Dice recordings I think I think they more Than I think Anything in Ferry Lane mm. But because All of the situations Are built upon The same principles That exist in Ferry Lane We're part of it Just by default mm. We're young We're black We're Jamaican We're out here <laughs> like yeah, yeah, is, yeah. there's, there's sound system There's Grime There's everything You're just part of it but I'm still a fan. So my first entry point to it is a fan. So that hasn't changed now. The reasons why I like to help people, the reasons why I want to do stuff is because I'm a fan. I want this to be as big as possible, Mm. built upon real street code ethics that I feel are a hell of a lot more easy to understand than the codes and the ethics of working this job they change too frequently mm. so the moment you're good at it four years later you're shit at it. whereas if you apply the family code and the codes even of road into what you do there's a level of consistency which means you're nines right in opposed to being whatever's hot now and we all know it won't be hot in three years four years and then that person will be on twitter complaining about whatever someone done to them like that is just yeah like, But did
0: you, did you understand that From the beginning though
1: No I didn't know any of it I'm just a fan Chucky I've come here as a fan Naive yeah. Hey everyone's cool Because I love someone I've completely forgotten Their journey And right. all I care about Is my love for you So And some people Live up to it Like Gets Has just Surpassed whatever I thought of him Skepta has surpassed Whatever I, I, I know, thought of him me. But there's other people I'm being so Real with you They haven't so They haven't even got Anywhere near what I thought of them When yeah. I've met them They're not the person That I thought They're very selfish Or yeah, like I was just a naive fan, bro yeah, 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 A naive fan And to this day I think I've literally come out of it In the past year Of being a naive fan And everyone else perceives me As something else I'm just a naive fan So then how
0: bro. do you So how do you How? See so you like with the perception And how people perceive you Because f- sometimes I feel like You're misunderstood oh, I I, yeah. I know you Yeah, and yeah. so like Yeah, I feel like you're You can be misunderstood And sometimes people do perceive you as something different. How do you how do you deal with that? Or actually, how what's the difference between how you would deal with that today to how you would have dealt with that a year ago? Because you're you're saying like up to a year ago pretty much you're a naive fan. But you've done you've got you've done so much, yeah. you've gone through so much, you've worked with so much different brands, so much different people. There's so much the, the infrastructure's changed. Yeah. But also you've grown as an adult. So like what was the difference between how you would de- how you would have dealt with that prior to how you would deal with that now
1: i don't deal with it now right prior so i've just to give a bit of content and understanding like when i've come into this world i'm broke i have no money i have like six pounds something in my account right. i've not come here with Anything, I don't have anything. My house has no furniture. It has no flooring. Like I've come here with the money in my left pocket, bro. Mm. That's how I've walked into this scene. But the beautiful thing about that is I have a story. I've done youth work for like 10 years. I've helped various people way before we've got into uh, the mechanic of whatever this world is Like I've had a whole mad life Things So much things have happened to me I've had a heartbreak I've had mm. We've been rushed We've been like, Everything I've done youth work It's such a complex job Doing youth work I'm talking about Sometimes we had one individual um, Shout out my boy Democrats I love him to bits fam. But He had problems go into another area in north london Mm. so my friend tyson would have to drop him home and then i'd have to have an hour conversation with his mother about trying to get him to be a professional footballer despite the fact he has street politics he has to deal with like that's my everyday life growing up for 10 years Mm. before i've even stepped foot and because i've given my all to it at the end of it i've been made redundant Uh, i've had to leave because the hours are like people screwed me over in that shout Mm. out richard Shout out Mikey Donaldson. Shout out Robert. Those three people held me me down. Errol Brown, they held me down. Berkeley held me down. They, without them five people, especially Richard and Mikey. Without who were they? Who were they? Richard Alicott is a guy from um. He's from Tottenham and he grew up in the Ida. He grew up in Ida, so he was like a, a little. His brothers were like rude boys, and he was like he had trials with not in the forest when he was younger with Jermaine yeah. Genius. Like he was dope at football, but then he became. A community development officer A youth worker like me yeah. And he's absolutely Killing it now But at the time We were just in the same position Kind of more or less And then Michael Donelson Who now is out here with Scott Parker Working with Reading Like sick, he's a top sick, top sick. Contact. Yeah. He's But at the time We're just like Three boys That just want to Improve the area That we're You know We know a lot about yeah. Off the strength of Just It's the right thing to do Like you could, I couldn't give you A detailed explanation But yeah, I yeah. do know that Growing up in my area It was bad And we just want to Change certain things So That's just my And them two Were not naive They were never naive Yeah And they Kind of Carved me out of Being naive They were never naive So by the time I've come into this world Chucky As a fan bro Bro The way I deal with Situations right now Is I realise I don't have to deal with it Right Growing up You go through so much Your life is so mad There's something Happening every day you ju- Your perception Is that's life yeah yeah I remember going to, like, a couple of my white mates' house. Their weeks, I stayed, like, four days at their house. Life is calm, my brother. <laughs> Dinner's at the same time every day. Lunch is at the same yeah, time yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. Like, the things you do, you actually want to do. Yeah. Your parents sit down and discuss things with you. Yeah. There isn't a dismissive attitude to you. But when you grow up in... the wood, my brother. It's different. My G, no one didn't have... Mu- I'm, I've got six people in a two-bedroom house, bro, like, in Ferry Lane. Like really? That's what I'm living in. Six mm. bedroom, Six people in a two-bedroom house. So, my ability to did they, see, is,
0: oh, Sorry to interrupt you, yeah? Mm-hmm. In that household as well, because you've got a really flamboyant personality, yeah? Yeah. Where, was it all... Did every, was it? Is everyone like that?
1: Oh, they're all crazy. We're all crazy. We're all crazy. Fuck. Crazy, crazy people. And then on top of that, you've got to throw in that there is no structure my dad doesn't work a nine to five my mom doesn't work a nine to five Mm. so this thing is just a freestyle yeah this thing is like one blood game you don't know what's coming next the remix that was like 24 hours long like that was my life just you didn't know what was going to happen next so i'm naive to a lot of things because i haven't had that structure of this is the way you should be treated this is what should happen i'm just like let's try and fix things we just got to do what's right right So I'm a fan of this now, I come into this world. Now that I've learned what I've learned, I've realized you see you, if you're not doing the right thing for yourself, there is nothing I can do for you. Mm. As a youth worker, the ideal was given to me too much. You have to do this by a certain age and you have to do this in order to get these certain That's numbers. That's dangerous, I feel. My brother. Yeah. And the same thing happened when I started working in here. You have to do this in order to get these numbers and you have to do this and you have to work with this brand and you can't say this about this person. And it left no growth for personal development. I'm too busy taking instructions from everybody. Right. So I become naive because I'm trusting loads of people just like it was in youth work who consistently are goal To let you down bro And you begin to think That is life
0: Right
1: Although you're doing Loads of other things That people can see On a personal day to day thing You have no control Of your life bro So I say I don't deal with it now Because I've now realised Wait a minute When I wake up I hear papa If anything Perspective Yeah 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 yeah. Takes me away From having to tend to that Mm. I'm afraid You're not good for me Mm. After hearing your story today about Peter, that's the life I want, bro. Mm. If it just happens to be me, Zion, and Khalifa at the end, sitting down, my like, gee, that's the way God intended it. Then that's the way it has to be. Mm. But I'm not gonna have any more in my life a room with twenty people, and I feel lonelier yeah. than I've ever felt in my life. And that is why I cannot kind of have you see, to like
0: in life. this yeah see, in because like again. I feel like you've been in this before there was even an infrastructure the way that it is now. Yeah. Yeah? Um, And you were just doing it just for pure love. You are just doing that out of pure love. But did you ever, like, did you have a lonely stage? Like, where you actually just felt like
1: you were just on your own? The whole thing's lonely. The whole thing has been lonely. The whole thing. Until Zayn and Khalifa, the whole thing has been lonely.
0: Hmm.
1: The life I lived before this... I don't come into this world with anyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone nowadays they can make a crew, and they've grown up with them, or your neighbours doing it. Like everything you're doing with people, you've grown up with them. When I've stepped into this, I've come in with Smiler, I've come in with Scribs, I've come in with Bolt. The only thing I have on all of them, and I think I have it on a lot of people, I can confidently say this. I will outwork you. You can be more talented than me. Yeah. I will find 25 hours in a day. You're not prepared to do that. That's what happened with us though. We had something called The Click. And it was Poet and scribs. we had never going to blow. And I thought if I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm stepping into this world in my bridges I'll we'll be here forever.
0: I'd love, for, do you know, by the way, I'd love for, if you could Callum, get something on the screen where there's a footage of Poet and scribs, I believe, at a pirate radio and they're in there I can't remember the top That he's wearing uh, But it's they're both jumper. in there bar. Is it yeah
1: Yeah The, yeah, gap yeah, yeah. With the <laughs> Christmas gap jumper It was lit <laughs> Yeah bro That's the And even when we used to go Pirate Radio I'm yeah. going with all my friends From Ferry Lane Like Finbar Michael Gribbon Chris Bell Shout out Gareth Like Tyson's there All my friends Genuine friends By the time I've stepped Into this world We've grown up My friends are working Nine to fives My friends are doing Other stuff So that sort of, hey, what you're doing today, let's roll out, cannot happen. I'm the only person that can do it. The first person that I meet that's like, yo, let's try and take this serious, is Mitch. And that's because we're in the same damn area of Wood Green. Like, prior to that, I'm in Tottenham and, yeah, me and my bro are filming stuff. But at the older you get, you get responsibilities. You don't have that freedom of being like a 17-year-old, do what you want. Nah man's in my 20s now right, cool. I'm in my early 20s we need to we need to get it like man are going Miami my yeah, brother's saying yeah, yeah. to me I'm in Miami right now they man yeah, are doing yeah. deets and better things it's lit for them yeah yeah, yeah 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 whilst they're in Miami I've got minus 150 pound in right. my account <laughs> listen do you know what you, <laughs>
0: right, let me tell you something the reason why yeah that is key is because I almost had the same thing myself as well where it was like I'm trying to find my way through uh, the content and the DJing type of thing well, my brothers have kind of got jobs yeah there's a stability that they have that i don't have and so man can go thailand and the uh, you understand what i'm saying that's a myth for me bro because when i'm looking at the account it's not matching to the vibe that these men are
1: now pause that i look at it as a working perspective when we done never gonna blow I'm a youth worker right. I'm in Ferry Lane I'm going to Wood Green to do stuff So I've got bare youths that will promote this song for me Off the strength of just liking me and understanding me So they'll nev- I'll never have that problem of Why is Poet moving like that? Because there's too much people that get me On top of that, Chris Bell, light skin, everyone loved him In Tottenham College, he's the man He's moving like Trey songs in his early days in there He's moving like Fredo now Like he, Every gal loves him So when he put the song On his MySpace Yeah I've got a group of people That will mess with me Off the strength of Just what we do and love There's no numbers There's no There's no perception yeah. The song's not big It's not on China. So by the time we have gone China, you And know, all that's happened I've, Man's got an organic Group of people that understand me With my friends Right You go and watch the video now R.I.P. Nana Nana's in the video My boy Tyson's in the video it's my, All my brethren Scribs Baba Tunde's in the video okay. Like everyone's in the video Cool By the time I've done Poets Corner To Das A Rap My friends are not around Like that no more Everyone's doing stuff now So now I don't have that Core group of people That I can just say something And everybody understands What it means I now have to Really watch everything I'm saying And figure out a way To be whatever I need to be In front of a g- new group of people I don't know me from nowhere So I'm with Quazon now mm. I don't know Quazon from nowhere He's much younger than Quazon, me Quazon, for Quazon those Matthews. who don't know
0: Yeah, he, he's a videographer, right? mm mm-hmm. yeah, videographer
1: yeah. And the reason why I had to respect Quazon Is because Off the back of doing his Poets Corner I had the idea for That's the Rap Without the Name And I approached three people I approached my bro He couldn't do it Because he had stuff to do Cool I approached Capone Capron couldn't do it Look at what he's doing today He had loads of things to do Crazon was up for it Yeah We've done that But now that means I have to work with a new person That I don't know that well And he's going to have people That he wants to work with That I don't know right. And the people that I want to work with They're kind of doing other things So I'm kind of just Just got to create as much ideas And incorporate whatever I can Into it as much as I can Yeah So I still had to be able to have Like young Ds, Scribs, And people feature on the show That I knew Were my brethrens But They're not with me Day to day So mm. I'm having to even Deploy a new way Of behaving Because I can't be The ferry lane pole yeah. He is too mad The yeah, ferry yeah. lane pole Is mad Like I can't be that So I've got to be A watered down version Of that to do That's a wrap mm. Cool We're doing That's a rap now Working with Mitch I'm realising Quayson now Is getting older He's doing his thing. There's things He wants to do Now I'm back In the same scenario again I've got to find A new group of people To work with That I don't know And try and Bruv, it's difficult, bruv. And that's how you get naive because you always have to trust people.
0: Yeah. By the time
1: I've come into the scene, bro, would I, none of my brethren's around me now. My friends have got nine to fives. They've, got you, they've just got things that they're doing and it's just me, myself and Vuj. And I know Vuj through Twitter, but I'm never going to sit there and say me and Vuj are best friends at the time.
0: Oh, no, it's fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm never going to sit there and say me and Vuj are like best, best friends at the time. We're just like... He dope, I respect him. I How know How did he's you meet
0: Vuj though? Because you know what the thing is, here.
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he's lit. He's <laughs> is too lit. Uh,
0: like, I, there was a point, when I met you, mm. I remember I met you jump off times, right? Come on,
1: that's, that's wild pole. Right. That's yeah. wild These pole. times,
0: yeah. Okay, so jump off, for pe- people who don't know, we did jump off debates, yeah? And it was like, we was in a space, where they would film us talking about certain things and we were doing it before you had come yeah Yeah. someone invited you I think I might have been there maybe three episodes before you was there yeah then you've come in flamboyant loud mashing up the whole thing
1: whatever and that was watered down
0: that was (laughs) (laughs) but it worked and you know going back even in hindsight now yeah you know you're very open about like the money situation that you was in or whatever it was yeah but looking back now I can kind of see where you because you was like walking a lot of places you I was like everywhere. You was go, you was on the walking thing rain, sleet, slow like Poe what where we, do you want to nah that's cool but I'm going to walk I'm going to go and do my f- wherever. do you know I'm why going. I
1: done that and I had to I had to I had to I've been made redundant from work I ain't got no money bro but I'm still doing this poet thing I went for a job interview for a job I didn't want my mum told me, I said to my mum, can I have 10 pounds? <laughs> she said to me, wow, you're man like money like you. Grand, you, you money go on. your money up on tree. Yeah, and you're, you're, what? Your money up on tree? You're 20 now. I remember her saying that? Like, you're 20 now. you 21 now. You should, or 20, sound like it was something to reference in my age. Or oh, 22 now. You're 22 now. Oh, I don't know, maybe 20. But anyway, her whole thing was, you should have money. And it hit me and I was like, if I'm asking my mum for money, who's telling me I should go and get a job, and she's not giving it to me, I don't want nothing from no one i'll do it all myself i will never ask no one Again. for the time i don't want nothing from nobody nothing i'll do everything myself everything i will fall pregnant give birth to the kid. i'll do everything <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my head level of thinking wow. and i'll never forget that day so i went for a job interview because my mom pressured me to go and do it i've done the job interview i ended up not getting the job i went to the final two I phoned them I said you know what I just need to know because this has never happened to me I get every audition I get I I put my all into it Nah, you're you're overqualified, bro but you just haven't got the experience so I looked at my mum I remember coming back I said mum let me tell you something I've gone for a job in a school I've been told I have all the the qualifications but I have no experience I said mum I'm not asking you for money no more but one thing I will tell you is, you see this little thing, of this poet thing I'm doing? I've got experience here. Right. And it may mean nothing to you or may mean nothing to nobody. But one day, I'm going to walk into an office, I have no qualifications, but I'm going to get something off experience. Watch. Because you lot all rate in these qualifications. I'm overqualified and I didn't get, get it. Job, and man. I asked you for £10 and you're telling me you're not going to give it to me. Guess what? I don't need nothing from nobody. And that is how I ended up secluding myself from my friends fully. Yeah. Uh, in th- my th- head...
0: Th- does that in hindsight does it help and hinder it helps and hinders right
1: because in my mind i was like i'm trying to help like work with my friends and do stuff they all want to do this nine to five stuff cool trying. do you know what i'm never gonna ask a single person for anything and you know it doesn't matter because you don't y- your opinion on me will never mean anything to me because you don't understand me you're not invested in my life and you do nothing for me mm. so your opinion is just as bad as a comment on spiff tv so that's why i would never take a, a, a drive <laughs> from you because you know what If I go and do a flamboyant thing And then jump in your car Man can say to you Where I'm from Oh after man dropped him home I don't want any of that Yeah I don't want anybody To say they've done anything for me I don't want none of it I want you to just not like me Because what I do And that it be I don't want it to be something Like you've done something for me Yeah, Yeah Nah I don't like when people Feel like they've done something for me Because if I do something for you I promise you I don't care so, Chucky, at the time you're seeing me walk and all that, I'm broke and I'm going to be broke. I'm going to One Extra, ask Twin. Sitting down with Twin in the morning, everyone's thinking, yeah, you're going to get your job, and I'm walking home afterwards, or I'm sharing yeah. a sandwich with a homeless man. Like, that's the vibe I'm on. Mm. I don't have no money. Cool. I'll keep... where the same. My trainers are too small for me. I didn't care, bro.
0: Yeah, don't, don't say that flippantly to make people understand. So, you... At this time, there was a time where you was actually at going to One Extra and you was doing... It was like co-hosting with Twin B, right?
1: It wasn't co-hosting. Tw- I had but like a... D- d- they was inviting in the you. From- yeah. right? And a lady called Afua. Shout out Afua, man. God yeah. bless her. And,
0: she- and it looked like there was something that was prosperous that was happening for you at One Extra
1: at the time. And this was the killer. I've got a- the call up to One Extra off the strength of who I am. Yes. So I've gone there and not changed. Watered down a bit, but essentially not changed. And then everyone's upset with who I am. You don't understand how confused I am. There's a blonde lady there at the time, like Emma. And she won't be happy With what I said Fam After I've done a dappy video Me just being who I am I'm flat on my face I've got no money And a dappy video's happened Everyone's made money off that I've made problems hmm. The opportunity I had At one extra Gone mm. Emma The lady that was like Oh I got a pe- I've still got the taxes Of cussing me to this day bro Emma from One Extra Casting me One Extra Casting me about How can you do this I didn't do anything I was just in a bloody video Mm -hmm. So I'm naive I believe people Then they make me do All this stuff That I think is for me And then all of a sudden They're angry at me again That is A practice of my life So I seclude myself Even more same thing when I came to jump off of you lot. You lot got upset. I don't care. I don't care. What are you lot upset about? Yeah. This is not important. Mm. After this, I'm going back home to a five bedroom to a two bedroom. Five of us. I don't care about it. You <laughs> know, wake up. Grow up, man. You lot privileged kids. That's how I'm looking at you lot. Yeah. yeah. You're upset, but you don't even know me. You yeah, idiot. So I bust out. I didn't care. Yeah. I remember Snips was really upset at the time. I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> big man, you're white. You don't really don't get yeah, my yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I love Snips.
0: But we but, going to into um, Vooge though. Mm. How did that connect? Because. You two are, yeah. in some way, your polar opposites,
1: yeah? Complete.
0: And you come from a certain place, a certain environment, certain man name, whatever. Me and you actually really connected after proper, all of that. Yeah, proper, yeah. Um, but how did you meet Vuj?
1: I met Vuj <laughs> doing rap with Quezon. So there's like, people have to understand. But every- what made
0: that, what made... You could meet someone, Mm. but what made you and Vooj actually meet me,
1: though? Because I thought he was so talented. The moment I see talent, I'm like, I will will pay for you to do it because I will get my rewards in life because you're going to be talented. You just have talent and you're just sick so I remember just following him on Twitter and watching all these videos and like he was I, dancing I was, a lot at the time still yeah, brother, yeah, I was, was mindful good. of him I was like the moment I get an opportunity yeah. I have to try and bring you in and that was Copper Ninety. right so I met him in the park he's like that's a rap show put him in that stayed in contact with him done a remix to Don't Go called Please Go okay um, that was, was well, what Wretch's tune yeah Yeah it was amazing Yeah 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 oh, It was amazing I'll find it <laughs> one day I've done a remix to that I mean even when I went To Wretch's party The guy that was on the hook He ran up to me like "Boy, that was one of the best I was like Come on cuss. Um But then yeah Me and VU started doing Coffee Nighty, And pff, Everything changed But that was That was the super blow up Of Me being naive Super blow up
0: What changed? When you started working with Copper 90 what changes? Because that,
1: that's a... It's a corporation and... Let me show you how naive I am. When I've gone for the screening, bro, I don't even know if we get paid. I don't know anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying to Vuj, do you going to go down to this thing? I don't know if we're going to get paid. I don't know what's going to happen, but we can talk about football and have fun. That's my incentive. That's my... That's my pitch. Right. Me and Vuj have gone down to this... And bear in mind, I'm from... 30 lane and Tottenham and all yeah. that When I'm seeing like The way everything's looking And they're treating you with respect They're offering you, you tea You can't believe what, it I'm, Yeah do you want to sit down here And do there's all these cameras Yeah I'm used to a stolen camera <laughs> That a yeah. the man them stole Just so they can film I'm used to like bare minimum So me and Vujo Are a little bit overwhelmed And they've given us a script Whatever They've done it And they've called man back what changed is I didn't understand why someone valued me. It couldn't make sense. No mm. one had valued me for what I do. Nobody. It's not like now if you make a song, all of a sudden people are like, ah, great, bro, when I'm doing this, my mum's telling me get a real job. None of them and them are really, apart from Tyson, no one's really helping me as such as that. They helped to the start, but it's getting on now, Paul. Like, do something mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. There is no support mechanism around me in any capacity. So when these people are telling me what they're telling me, I listen to everything they say because I have nowhere of anybody telling me anything. And mm. that's not like, they're not bad for it, but that just meant by time man's called copper 90 bruv. I'm just controlled by Copper 90 I'm just whatever they want me to be.
0: To me, from the outside, I'm looking at Ra, like you actually got a career like now. But like, I'm looking at that as like Ra, like Copper 90 I didn't really know this. To be honest with you, I didn't really realise the the, I don't know how significant that channel was until you man was there, to be honest.
1: When we got there, we got there 2012, 20, yeah, 2012. Chuck, you've got to bear in mind, I don't know how significant. I don't know anything. I've just gone to have a good time. Bro, the first time you got paid for it was like £800 a month. I don't know if you understand, from having £6 something in your account. Yeah, you feel like you no,
0: hit the belly now.
1: Blah. <laughs> I'm t- Chucky. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And
1: bear in mind, like, I'd, I'm going, I am don't, I was proper so confused. Why are you paying me for this? I've done this for years for free. I've not been paid anything. Why are you giving me money for me to do this? Mm. To the point where we're renewing contracts. I'm like, no, I'm just happy to take anything. And is like, nope. I want more of it. is aware now. Business. Business. Me, I'm just like, cuz, where I've come from, this is mad. And that's what they were playing off. My ignorance. My. I'm naive. I, I don't, yeah, I'll take anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so is that where you, is that like essentially where you ended up learning business then? Because little, like I know that when we, when it was time for us to start dealing with certain things, you was maneuvering in a certain type of way when it came to dealing with business and money and stuff like that. So is that where you learned that then? Is it because in the beginning through that naivety and starting and seeing someone like Vuj, maybe being a little bit more on the ball when it comes to negotiations and that, where you started looking at that side differently or not really? and what went wrong because i mean so i know i'm giving you two really big questions here but um and i know that you had spoken about it before but like it seemed as though while you was there the content that you was making was good but it seemed like you was having a lot of fun did you stop having fun over there forget like actually the the technicalities and stuff yeah of like the business element of what ended up happening towards the end did you actually did you and Vuj or you in particular stop enjoying it
1: yeah Chuck when I've gone there I'm thinking about it now I'm thinking about it as I'm speaking and I'm not going to put all the blame on Copper you can't but one thing I did learn is that whatever the objectives are at the top if you're not aligned with them get out Because it's only a matter of time If you're climbing that business Eventually you have more conversations With the people there And you begin to hear some things You don't want to hear bro So When we're starting What we're doing they, They have no idea About someone from my background They have no idea And because I've come into commercial world Doing pop grime you could say I can understand why J2K and the Lights didn't were like, oh, look at these pop acts, because we never a big group of like, man them liking us. It was always girls or like, cool kids. That's who we were appealing to. So when you ignorantly look at that, you think, oh, he's just like, hey, nice Nah, no, my brother. Like at 11 years old, there's 25 police in my yard, straps everywhere, taking their dad away, saying he'll be back at 12 o'clock. And you're sitting at the clock at 8 o'clock. Waiting for four hours for your dad to come back Only to see him a year and a half later Like my life is far too complex I'm an observer I was never the individual that was in question But did I have first hand experience Of everything a road you could particularly go through Bear in mind your dad's a drug dealer And you're a youth worker for 10 years I've probably been through more than your average road man Just by default Surrounded, rushed, all of that I've done it, it's all happened to me And I don't care about it, it doesn't mean anything It's nonsense but it does mean that i'm gonna be a little bit more of a it's gonna be more than meets the eye you're not just gonna see a couple of videos and say yeah i know poet no fucking way geezer but that's how copper treat treated because they have an objective they know what they want out of me everything else is irrelevant they don't know that i'm trying to help my mom with her rent so she can go and get a university degree so she can go and start teaching what she's doing now they don't they don't care about that so if cool. they pay me late who cares right who cares they haven't had that, they've all been born into structures where your family supports you and then you can do whatever you want with your money. I'm letting you know, my first job I used to buy my little brother and my little sister's clothes for them to have clothes on the weekend to ease the pressure from my mum. Cause I noticed when my dad came out of prison, money wasn't the way it was. So I knew financially we weren't doing well. So I went and worked my ass off to help my mum with my little sister and my little brother. Right. Those are the responsibilities I've had growing up. You go into Copper Nighty where everyone's coming from like middle class homes or nice or wherever Unless, they've, like, you, haven't come from, unless you come from a broken family where you understand me, mm. these men are not understanding where I'm coming from. So the way that they're doing business is based upon, yes, this is the business world and it doesn't matter. You clock in now and clock out. There's no compassion. There's no nothing. But we're going to have a relationship and work long term. So what I learned about business is, is bollocks. Absolute <laughs> bollocks.
0: Yeah, but you still have to be able to try to manoeuvre around it in some way, shape or form, no? Because...
1: But you have to manoeuvre with people you can trust. The people I can trust is family. So then, essentially, business is just me and my family having a laugh. I don't want business to be what Copper Nighty tried to make it. Separate me From who I am By making me do Loads of work In front of camera That makes you And the people You're speaking to Really happy And before you know it Five years later I can't even go and Chat to my brethren Because the lingo I use the, I don't even know Who you I don't even know Who I am Let alone they, they are Yeah. So No That's not business It's not business It's an example Of bad business Yes but it's not Business that I like Business I like Is Chucky You want to do a podcast Alright cool Let's just chill out And see what happens We make money from it now isn't that what business is here for To make money Our business is so lit That how we make money more time Is through external outcomes mm. Investing in us For us being the best version of ourselves So we can make money Not just with half cost But outside of that as well okay. Isn't that important? Mm-hmm. Not a copper 90 It's important for you to make copper 90 money So copper 90 functions So me and my mum That I have to help try and get into university And my little sisters I've got to try My family That doesn't mean anything to you lot it only means something if I complain Because I can't function mm. That's not business to me And some people can go Oh you're expecting too much well, You're damn right I am You're damn right I'm going to expect that mm. If the whole company relies on me and Vuj For us to at least We're feeding people essentially If you're saying to Vuj You've got five minutes You've got to sit down and think of an idea With Mezer Ozil Granite Shaka, And Santa Karzola And you've only got five minutes with them And Vuj thinks of that idea And he gets 2 million views Yeah I think you should care What's happening in his personal life
0: Yeah 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 You've got
1: an office of 965 people And not one of them can do it But Vuj did it And then Poets beside him And they've got 2 million views now And this is the I think you should treat them With a little bit more care yes Mm. So how naive I am now How ignorant I am to everything That's what made me know about business I said I'm going to treat people with respect Yeah yeah I'm going to know everyone's name
0: Do you feel like you made In that period Do you feel like you made other than like the naivety and stuff like that do you feel like you ever made any direct mistakes in like in how you may have handled anything what Mm. talk on that
1: because of my childlike mentality which is the naivety and everyone's cool man. no it's all cool when you realise God gave man free will there's about three years you go through where you're the human the human from like 20, 2018 to 2020, I said today anyway was the most, I've, I've never been that depressed in my whole entire life. I was, I was fully depressed, 2018 to 2020, disgusting. But 2017 was the start of me going, ask Vuge in 2017 I said, Copra trying to get rid of me. God strike me down, Copra trying to get rid of me. So when I'm doing what I'm doing, Chucky. So what was the question again, just so i make, make
0: sure. The mistakes that you made.
1: When The biggest mistake was My emotional attachment To when I was doing What I was doing I didn't think oh, Let me think of a plan And stay level headed mm. Because when I love Some people don't understand me People don't have love Their perception of love Is based upon Whatever movie you've watched Or whatever you've seen On Instagram yeah,
0: My construct. perception
1: of love Try know this If I love you and it's me and you on an island and we got to get out. I will dedicate every second and every minute and every hour of every day to doing it. I'll work my ass off for us. If you're my friend, if you're my brother, I will die for you, bro. Mm. That's why I'm so passionate. This ain't a job. Mm. This is my life. This is what feeds my kids. I will die for you, bro, if we need to do this. Mm. So when I've got that attitude to a company who looks at me as an asset, and then I walk into buildings and people are just massaging an ego. Get your hand off me. Stop telling me nice things about me just so I can say, stop being nice to me for an objective, mm. only for everything to reveal itself today. When I start telling you who I am, all of a sudden you don't like me no more. Cause I don't like that world. Well. Cause you know what? When I told Chucky who I am, he still likes me. Mm. When I told Callum who I am, he still likes me. They respect me and they show me. Yo, bro, Maybe you shouldn't do it like this. Mm -mm. So my emotional attachment to certain situations that happen in the business world from being a fan and naive was my biggest mistake. I'm getting out of it now. Right. I'm getting out of it now. But I'm just upset with how just like honestly, bro, like it's disgusting, bro. Mm. It's just to know that art comes before the industry, but the industry thinks it's more important than the art. It upsets me.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good one actually. But isn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Kind of like speak to the fact that, like, ultimately, there's a game that's been happening. Like, whether we, whether we, um, look at the things that we like and love, and things that we do out of from a pure place or general interest or whatever. The bigger things get, the more that it becomes the infrastructure. The more that the the industry gets bigger, and the more that the it becomes evident that there's a, a game being played. Can we be mad at the game? Or are we mad at the players? It's
1: a good question Chucks you know what On a On a On a, <laughs> on a just yeah, a light one <laughs> I'm just like Yeah cuz You know the pattern innit like, yeah. Come on don't hate the player Hate the game yeah. But it just depends on How much life experience You've had yeah. man Do you know what I'm saying The life experience I had Was just too hostile And too negative So the moment I get it good I don't even think I deserve it bro
0: Yeah I hear you
1: I didn't think I deserved To get paid I didn't I didn't understand Like the people saying Yeah give me my money now I've not come from I've come from a generation of A hundred pound To do a set you pay me a hundred pound For me and Scripps to go on stage And spit never gonna blow I feel like I'm the man Right Because you've paid me To do what I love This is what people Can't wrap their head around If you pay me A hundred bags To do something I don't want to do I don't think I can accept it I don't think I can Because the long term damages of my met brother go mad. Mm. There's a visual example of me selling my (laughs) ass. Now, fuck that, cuz I didn't, like, I don't even like that. If I'm being honest with myself, that's not good. I don't like it one bit, but I did it because someone said to me, This brand's cool when it can get you here. And they can, bro, you see that naivety I have, that ignorance I have, and someone's creating a path for me in my life. Yeah. My nigga, you're not God. How do you know that's gonna happen? You hope that happens. You hope that happens because you've done it with three other people that are not me. Mm. But because we're black or because we're from the same side, there's just a pattern of, I'm not on it. Mm. So I'm just upset that the industry, like I said, I hate it, I don't think you should hate. I hate the game because the game don't treat me like an individual.
0: Yeah, do you, do you feel that people, do you feel that like people look at you and have a misconception that you are difficult to deal with? And do you think that Do you believe that you're difficult to deal with
1: No I know I'm not difficult to deal with what? I know I'm not difficult to deal with Do you feel like there's
0: a narrative That you are difficult to deal with
1: Yes Because there's conformity Yeah And I've never conformed And I don't not conform to be difficult I'm very honest in what I say Just treat me with respect Facts. If you're not going to treat me with respect Then this whole thing's messed up Facts I'm not just going to do what you say Don't you understand that I'm a big man I'm not Like people will deal with An individual A little bit younger than me And then I'll walk in afterwards And they've believed that I'm the same as them And they're the same as me Mm. Not only have you disrespected me You've disrespected them as well And that's my problem With this situation People create a term Like for example Put it this way I haven't born I haven't been born Into an ideal So if you expect the ideal now You're a wanker Mm. Like my mum and my dad Was not an ideal mum and dad Mm. And the brothers I had Are not ideal brothers My life is not ideal Whilst I was working at Copper at 90, I'm getting death threats at 6:47 about I'm gonna slice your throat open. And then by the time I get to Copper 90, I've got a, there's a knife here, there's a headbutt in my face. Like that's my life. Yeah. So for you now to accept and for you to expect a level of behaviour that you want purely for your own reasons to blood that's an Egypt thing. You're dealing with a very damaged culture, and all you want from it is music and vibes. If you want music and vibes You gotta give me something In my day to day life That allows me to continue To give you that Not control the way I give you music and vibes And then blood. I don't have no control In my day to day life You ask most black people From the hood You ask most ethnic minorities From the hood Because of the situations You're born into You don't have much control Of your life Art is the one time you can control yourself and grow and learn how to be a great person through these experiences. And you want to control that as well. You're suppressing people. And I'm just the one person that says, if you suppress me or try to, I will become so hostile, you'll Mm. leave me alone. And I don't care who you are because the most important thing is in my day-to-day life, I'm cool. Mm. And I'm telling you, things look glossy at the start. Copper looked glossy at the start. But eight years later them guys that manage it couldn't look me in my face bro they might watch this video and say yeah i could you couldn't Mm -hmm. i'm a man if i if i bring my kids to any room on planet earth there's only two women that can call me a liar or call me anything there's only two people that i would feel ashamed to stand beside don't you understand how powerful that makes me Mm -hmm. there's certain rappers and and whoever they could never tell their son it's wrong to lie if I'm standing there. Mm. They could never tell their son, don't their son or their daughter, don't be deceitful, don't if I'm standing there. Cause you've done it to me, my nigga. I'm letting you know what gives me power is my Zion and Khalifa, there is two humans on planet Earth out of 6.7 billion people, can discredit me for my character mm. on who I am. Not who I'm perceived to be, who I am. Mm. And that's my power. Because that's real life. Right. That's when you put the phone down. And you sit down and go, do you know what, blood? I need some help, who can I call? You could've gone on every blog in the world and cussed me, but you know if you phone me, I'll help you.
0: Yeah, I hear that still.
1: Chucky, I've had people- now That
0: happens to you, innit? That does seem to happen to you still.
1: I've had people dog me out and phone me and apologise and phone me and ask for help and I do it. Do you know why, Chucky? Cause it's the right thing. Yeah, I hear you. It doesn't matter about my personal feeling towards the situation. I will do it until you don't talk to me again until you need help. Just leave me alone.
0: And I also hope that you kind of like fully deep the fact that like enough times, even because you were talking about putting the phone down, enough times when you put the phone down, you, I'm talking about from a different dynamic now, yeah? Yeah. You start realising that there's a lot of feelings that are expressed online that doesn't reflect true life when you turn the phone off and whatever, yeah? But regardless of like what happens with you and the perception people how people perceive you and and all of that yeah Mm. one thing that I've noticed and it's happened every single time in regards to content I film with you when when there's a period of time when you're not there that's when everyone's like where is he where is he come back come back I want it back I want it back I noticed that all of the time and I'm like because you're because of how flamboyant you are as a person, I think from the outside, from someone dealing with you from a distance or whatnot, yeah, you can seem like quite a complex character, but you're actually not. You're not a complex person at all. And it must be frustrating for you when you sort of allow people to come into your world and you embrace them as your friends or whatever it is, and then they deal with you almost like a stranger. So it's, then they oh. they dog you out, and then they come back and they apply. Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: If you know how much man have snaked me in my life, bro, if you know how much man snake me and walk around, like I don't understand how your fathers, I don't understand how your people, bro, like how you're a cousin, how you're a brother, how you're a son, how you're a daughter. Like How can you live day to day you knowing you dog someone out that would do anything for you mm. and claim that you're a real nigga? I think I'm a real nigga because I got your back, bro. Like mm. I really got your back. And that's why I get disappointed. Like, I don't... The online comments and all of that... But I don't blame them for saying them what they said. I I, I grammed it today, like... 2018 to 2020. I swear to you, Chucky. Depression, you'll never imagine, bro. Serious? You'll never imagine, bro. You'll never... Man don't know about man climbing through your window to stab you in front of your kids. You don't understand what I've been through. You don't have a clue. So when you see me upset and you see all of these types of things... Understand I am fighting Through pain Just to smile right. Whilst I'm being a dad Supporting my mum Trying to support my dad Like you don't I'm a family man But my family is My house family's is Messed up dog So When it comes to me Trying to support that And then be everything else I get why comments Will say negative things About me They're allowed to Because they've come On the internet To get a service Of enjoyment wow. And if I ruin that even 2018 to 2020 I apologise Because that's not What you deserve mm. But I'll tell you one thing that's the reasons why When it comes to people Directly around me I'm so harsh Because I don't live in the ideal mm. My mum and dad wasn't ideal My brother's situation ain't ideal The girlfriend situations I've had Haven't been ideal My friendship situations have. I can go on forever So for you expect now For me to come into this world Of whatever it is And be ideal Your are side. How about that? I will try my hardest But if you really respect The culture that we're coming from because there's artists going number one For chatting about guns fam That lets you know It's not all roses over here you know Just because you change the sonics And make it a little bit more cool For the people in middles, bro. Like the world we're in Respect it bro So solid are talking about guns then I imagine Central C speaks about guns now <laughs> Oh let's go back further than so solid You can go back as far as the 90s In American hip hop Yeah, Like the culture that we're from this is the problems they're going through it hasn't changed so for people to still be expecting perfection
0: right i feel that's the thing in it like yeah some people do expect that and i think we take away from the fact well you know what it is yeah if if i'm watching something i don't necessarily know what someone is going through all i know is i'm watching what i what i'm seeing yeah mm. and i think that going through all of those things personally um and naturally, as like, content creators and whatever, and you know, visually, we, we're going and we're speaking about certain things. And sometimes mm. we can bring some of the stuff that is going on in, in our world to our workplace. Yeah. And it sort of comes out in, our, in our, the way that we deliver things and the way that we're talking about certain stuff or whatnot. Yeah? Mm. But like, mm. do you not speak to anyone privately about it, though? No.
1: Because I asked my mum for ten pounds, you can give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm being serious, Chucky. But I can't.
0: then that, that that's a, that's the thing that hinders because but
1: Chucky. I've trusted too much people for too long. Now, if there's something that somebody believes that they can do for me, then show me that you can do it, and right. then I'll put my trust in it. First. But this whole me putting my trust in people is done now. Is <laughs> done. You know, bro. you mentioned
0: something sick, yeah? Because I said this. I was saying this this to someone the other day. We're when we're born, yeah. Yeah like we're born with our mum and then obviously there's the, the the man who contributed to that yeah and so there's a social construct of like mummy and daddy and like mummy and daddy are always doing the are supposed to always do the mummy and daddy thing which is the right thing and that they're never going to lead you astray they're not going to this that and whatever and whatnot. And in and I'm not saying this about you by the way I'm just saying this generally is that like in life we have some people who are like really really good people and have like really good core values and stuff like that and also try to do things from a pure and right type of place and you also get some people who sometimes do it but it's off and you just get some people that are just trash mm-hmm. yeah? and when you look at that these people can still have children Mm -hmm. So whether you're a good person or whether you're a bad person, you can still have children. So it means, yeah, even though there's this thing of our like mummy and daddy and family and all of these type of things, the reality is, is that mum and dad and family, like biological family, could all lead you astray and they could all do the wrong thing for you and and have bad intentions for you. And also you can have brethren or people that you've grown with that are not your like biological family, but they are family. Do you get what I'm saying? People that you, they—they're they're not. You're not related by blood, but you've been around. And you, and you know what it is? Because you can choose them to be around. You can't choose your mom. Can't choose your dad. Can't choose your cousin. Can't choose your brothers. Can't choose your sisters. You have to be. It's like you're. We almost. We almost feel as though we have to have them around us because this is what we're told.
1: But what makes it worse than that is, when I'm in school, everyone's mom and dad's there. Yeah. I went to a school in a. I went to a middle class school in primary school North Haringey and I'll tell you what on parents evening you could count the amount of black dads Mad
0: and I guess that makes you, that must inspire you even more so as a dad now that is like you know what all them things that I felt when I was growing up you ain't having those feelings towards me
1: Now these are the reasons why I used to be very very disappointed in the environments that I was working in and some of the people in and around me because one thing I do know from what the stories I heard from my mum, parenthood ain't easy. No, my mum had me at 24. She was working one job. She had me in parents. She had me in loads of different childminders because it was her and me. My mum was out here, her and me. Her and but that wasn't even there when I was born, man. I got. he had his reasons, Whatever they were. Cool, but that's what it was for me. He couldn't be there. To be honest with you, he couldn't be there. But that's the vibe that I've come from. So once I've heard that from a young age and consistently had to live through it, all I know is when I have children, because we know how difficult it is, at least your family should make it easy for you. Hmm. All right, my family's not going to make it easy for me. Cool. The only person that tried is the same person that was there from day one. That's the person that tried to make it easy for me. That's the person that would walk in and if she got nothing out of it, she didn't care. My mum. Everybody else... And obviously there's other people, but I mean like my direct house, like my direct family, everybody that went to help me wanted something else out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now my friends, Tyson, Tyson will help me and never get anything out of it and he don't give a damn. Yeah. Now, if you have 20 of those around you, what type of person do you reckon you become? 20 people that will help you and want nothing from it. Hmm. What type of person do you become? You become Chucky. You hear about the people that you grew up and you was around. So there's a level of expectation you will have on Chucky purely because of the environment he's come from how he's grown it's amazing bro like when i hear them stories it's amazing and there is a slight and i'm not a jealous person but there is a five percent because i'm like i i will never have that chucky mm. i've never had it i have no clue what it is for someone to go from early poet i've got faith in you i've mm. got no clue people just have faith in whatever's popular i do at the time mm. but if i present you this phone and say i want to make this because no one ever had faith in man so yeah, bro, man. This job is bloody hard more I think about
0: it. Nah, you know, bro, I've got to... You know, like, we talk personally anyway, but I've got of faith in you, bro. No, but I um, know you, now people have faith in yeah, you, but at the time growing through growing it... Growing through it, so I know. So like, then when I you get, get the here, yeah, I don't yeah. have... I con- now I'm still. saying to you,
1: like, I do everything by myself because at least yeah. that's who I can rely on.
0: Where are you at now? Like, I think it's sick what's happening with Filthy Feathers, by the way. Like, yeah. I just think that the... um the cast that's there, the fact that it's like, the foundation of it is like brethrens and that, and it still has that feeling. You know, obviously you've contributed massively to that from the the absolute beginning all the way up to now. Um, you lot are building something that is very important to that, to, to fans of football. You get what I'm saying? Um, like, where are you at with the content that you're creating at the moment at Filthy Fellas and just like the direction in, in where you're going now, because even I'd say, like as a friend of yours, I feel like I'm seeing a new phase of you now. Right. Like, especially with like doing the one post stuff and whatever, which is really good because I think those show a different dynamic and a different oh, sh- side.
1: So I right, come in, mate.
0: <laughs> where are they see when they open it? The- Do you know what is mad? I don't know where they, they think the they door. are. Where are they going? going?
1: Where are they going? Not thinking though, is it?
0: Yeah, but um. I do feel like I'm seeing a different phase in you at the moment, innit? it? Yeah. The one post show as well, like, I'm seeing you sitting down having conversations and listening to them or whatever and finally. exploring their journey and stuff like that, yeah, which is something that you've been able to do for a long time or whatnot, yeah? Where are you at now and how are you feeling?
1: I'm f- I think I've just, yeah, I'm finally back to just feeling cool, man. I'm a very frustrated person in my day-to-day life because of my family and the pressure they put on me, financially, everything. You wouldn't even know, bro. You wouldn't even know. And then... At work, it wasn't any better. I know I was just trapped. And finally, I'm free of everything I don't want to do. I'm actually, like for the past, I would say seven months is what I want to do. I want to do this today. I want to do that today. I wanna, and I didn't realize how important that is. Mm. To have the capacity to to take a journey in self-growth where you don't necessarily need to be policed. Mm. Like your parents police you for so long And then eventually you have to Just do it yourself And as long as you have the right intention Whatever you want eventually will come You know As long as you're aware And you're educated in the You know in the department That you're doing what you're doing Everything will be fine And I always say There's no wrong way of doing the right thing Get the right people around you man Like My whole life right now When it comes to the work I do Is I have to subconsciously Break the ideal I have to I have to I have to you, Like In my culture Wretch on a tune gets said, We're strapped to see more than Dad's
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't think you can say that now Deep. So if I'm out here Trying to express my love To get closer to my children So we can eradicate that narrative So 40 years from now If I ever have that moment Like you had with Pia My kids can say Dad you fought For one year you spent a lot of damn money, more money than some people make in a damn year, just to get us back, just to be with us, just to be close to us. Mm. You done all of that for man, and you could have done anything you wanted. You got some kid, you got some dads that are 15 minutes from their kids and don't give a shit. I was on a good day, seven and a half hours away from door to door seeing my children, and it didn't stop me.
0: I oh, know, I thought that was, honestly, there's, that's the one thing that a lot of people don't know about your situation. And I think it was not for me to bring it up or anything like that. And mm. it, you may not even want to talk about it really, but honestly, I used to see you, yeah, mm. take the, the ch- and you could go from it if you want, but I used to see you literally take a plunge in, I'm going to go, I'm going to try a thing. I don't know if I'm going to see my kids today, I'm catching a flight And I'm trying a thing I'm just going to try a thing And I I could You know what I am not I'm not a dad And I know that A lot of the audience over here Are not necessarily dads So they wouldn't Understand it But I think When you take a moment Yeah To actually try to deep How that would make Someone feel To be trying to And not knowing Whether you can And you might hear their voices But then not see them Like they don't don't get that and you know what remember obviously on the other side for people who don't know we just had a conversation about my my stepdad or whatever yeah but without going too much into too much detail with him yeah he had the same situation where he's going to school gate to try and see his son not knowing whether he he was going to be able to see his son or whatever and i think that like i sit down and i look at that and i'm like rah it's yeah, you get some people who may not want to be in their child's life or whatever it may be, yeah, but you get some people who are dying for it and you get there and you don't even know and and then you've got to go work and you've got to record, you've got to do filthy fellas, you've got to speak, you've got to debate and all of that type of stuff when you, uh, yeah, it's mad. Chuck my week one time, very time was... Deep. It's very, very, very deep.
1: Saturday morning, flew to Sweden, didn't see them. The next day, I recorded a message saying, but I'll never stop. The day after that, I at night in the morning, I had to go and shoot comments below, had to shoot something for Copa 90 the next day. Then on the Tuesday, I had to film something for, I think Nike, Wednesday, I was here filming with you. For, like You just have to carry on. And then I made the flight again. And guess what? I didn't see him again. And then you just carry on. So by the time I got to the point where 2020, where I got to see them,
0: mm.
1: I think some people's perception was just that It was like a two, three month thing that I was going yeah. through They don't understand say it's like a two and a half year <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing I'm yeah, going yeah. through Yeah, yeah. So if I'm going to be crying at the end of it If I'm going to be exhausted at the end of it If I'm going to have battle scars from going to war What do you expect? Mm. Just be happy that there's one nigger in your community That goes, you know what? And there was bare support And I think at that time I realised My brethrens love me, you know
0: yeah, fuck. My
1: brethrens love me more than I even know so, to go back to a previous question, trust me, Chucky, I'm out of it now. But it's just almost like, it's like I've run a mad marathon and I'm just going, <sighs> I'm here now. I'm like, <sighs> eventually I'll be fully back and I'll be cool, but I'm just panting heavily right now. So I'm still a little bit affected, but it's in the distance, finally.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing like, where you go from here and stuff like that. And, and you know what? Aside from all of that, bro, I'm here. I know you are. I'm here, bro. I'm here. On the phone, wherever you need, man. I'm here. And you've got a couple of people around you that feel exactly the same, bro. So trust me.
1: And shout she- out Callum, man. I have to say honorable Callum. shout out well. to Callum. Do you know what? Callum is a prime example of why I say he just has to be your friend, innit? Yeah, yeah. Callum's a I don't like asking him for nothing. Yeah, yeah. And that time when I had to do that Wiley interview, I'm like, should I have him now? He might be doing something. no. no. Let me just try. Callum, I I had no, there was no one else in my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like you have plan B. I had plan Callum. Yeah. That was it. (laughs) And long and behold, we're here. And Callum doesn't even know what that means now for, like, trust me, that's helped me put food on plate for Zaid and Khalifa. Like, that means too much to me. Yeah so yeah don't take man.
0: your fucking eye off the ball though true man's sitting here and saying yeah big up Callum and you get what I'm don't start now thinking man can you get what I'm saying He's sick, cause bro. man's in don't like you get me <laughs> no joke. <I> you. <laughs> thank you Chucky
1: thank you nah to man big up man everyone. honourable
0: shout out to Tigo as well oh, and, Tigo. Like, all the what a star gang, bro. Tigo's, Tigo. a, Tigo's a G I want to sit and talk with Vuj,
1: Tigo Alhan, Harry all the filthy fellas every single last one of them all down to Bob. yeah
0: loons margs and them oh, uh, they're doing their thing they're the best bro yeah. just,
1: they just they're a reason to keep working
0: yeah definitely definitely I lo- and I love what I love what they what they stand for and where they, what they represent I love that I love what they represent because look where they come from and look what they're doing
1: so imagine we stuck to the ideal where does that leave me yeah margs
0: loons yeah lippy yeah, Lippy. Vooj. Well.
1: If we stick to the ideal. Vooj is what? Born in Croatia. Right. Refugee type. Moves yeah. to this country. Not figuring it all out. Boom, look what he is right now. Where does that leave chunks if we stick to the ideal? Yeah. Philly. So I'm just here to say, Bunda Ideal.
0: Cause. Strong. One post show. Chucky, thank you. Chucky online. Host today. Um, and half cast pod as well. We're over there. We might have hit 100k by now, yes. by the time this comes out. Might of, might not have. But if you haven't, then go over to my channel.
1: Please, the link's in the bio, fam.
0: Yeah? We've been putting in work. Me and Poe's been flipping... Like, we've been doing this thing for a time. We were, vis- we were doing an audio. Me and Poe was doing half-cast pod, the audio. And then we had the idea to visualise it. And then now, like, we've, we've filmed so much content together. I had so much conversations together. And now we are about to hit 100K over there, yeah? Right? I'll tell you what you might as well do, yeah, as well. Poets hit 100K at Poet & Fooj. He's hit 100K with, um, with Filthy Fellas. Make it the 3 peak, man. 100. I you know what trick. I'm saying? Make it the 3 peak. Give him another one, yeah? Another big plaque. DJ hey, motherfucking Kellyn. <laughs> Love. Hey, blessed everyone, yeah? Nice.